This episode of Ain't That Swell is brought to you by Dr. V, an innovative new functional energy drink bridging the energy category with sports and healthy beverages. Scientifically formulated by doctors and naturopaths, Dr. V delivers 100% natural metabolic energy without the damaging side effects of traditional energy drinks like impotence, hair loss, and all kinds of organ failure. Ripped off. With a functional and immunity building blend to energize every moment, it's fast becoming the convenient go-to energy boost for athletes and adventurers, students, gamers, busy professionals, and food-forward well-beings mm. seeking a truly healthy alternative. You know who's not on the Dr. V program, Vaughn? Who? Incels, involuntary celibates. Mm. They're just drinking. I don't know what they're drinking. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah, Dr. Mate. V is proudly made in Australia and a proud supporter of Ain't That Swell. Keep an eye out for their four flavours. The Bender Mender, Karma Karma, Brainstorm, and Siberian Rush. You king! Oh, that put some fizz in your rocket, Smithy. I had one the other day. Fizz, fizz, ping, ping, ping. Oh, it's all over the joint, mate. In the best way possible. Uh, good to have some healthy alternatives out there in the energy drink world. Other than those, you know, reptilian brands. Plastic wrapped pies, you know the ones. Mm, no good, mate. Tidak bagustanan. Hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and I ASP are gonna find me. I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit. You know. I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the whoop, drop down, say bah. Well, I'll tell you, still, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, that's the table thing. Oh, surf looks good, Ivan. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn? Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> Get a haircut. Yes, Shredheads, Waxheads, Kooks and Barneys, welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Piece Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro... Of micro He's back on the dosing. micros. Yeah. Simi. Back on the micros, mate. That's right, Vaughn. New data has emerged that microdosing actually does, in fact, uh, improve motivations, lower levels of anxiety and depression compared to those idiot non-microdoses who I was <laughs> simply seven days ago. You fucking idiots. Get back on the fungus. Uh, that's uh, according to Paul Stamets' Instagram and uh, Paul Stamets. I mean, Paul Please. Stamets, dude, the magnate of mycelium mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one knows better. And that is from a study published in, I believe it's uh, Nature, which is like one of the top bra scientific journals. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stamets doesn't fuck around. I'm glad you're back on back the micro. The Just the intro was lacking, mate. I mean, mm. all, all the mental health. Uh, you know, advantages aside, Smithy. The intro, mate, it was, mm. it was lacking without the maestro mm. of micro dosing. No, it had to be there. It had to be there. And by some karmic divine intervention, it's back there. <laughs> 
And I'm joined here as always, of course, by my loyal co-host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Tracks magazine, Waves magazine, Vaughn, Rinsed Corn, Deadly. Hi. Vaughn. Yeah, Welcome G'day. to the program. Hey, a uh, little bit of housekeeping before we get into things. Um, I just want to give you a fucking massive high five for your Albie interview. I don't know mm. if we touched on it since uh, you did that interview, but man, oh man, what a legend. And then backing it up with those uh, tr- greatest stories never told. Mm. You're on a heater, Smith. Yeah. You're on an absolute heater. I've got to get my stories out here, mate. I've got a couple in the bag. Mm. They're coming, Swillians, but... Uh, yeah, geez, that Albie interview was good, mate. We probably have touched on it, actually. We have done a normal ep since then. But, mm. geez, I had a uh, – I'll probably repeat myself here, Smith. But when I was listening to that interview uh, and you were talking about with, – with Albie about sort of, you know, how does he tap into, into the sort of positivity? How does he, how does he reach a, spate, a state of zen when things aren't going so great? Mm. And, and his answer was, well, going to the temples helps. Mm. And uh, I thought about temples in my own life. And, and, I mean, obviously, I was driving at the time. And I just went, well, there's only one temple, and that's the ocean. So mm. I just turned around, drove to uh, uh, North Wall Ballina, and just had the most unbelievable surf. And it was almost like fucking the karmic, that power that Albie mm. has just had fed through the microphone, travelled up the highway... Straight into my ear holes and just delivered me some sort of blissful, blissful balanced, balanced, natural, natural. cosmic moment. Mm. It was amazing. It was actually amazing. And we had a lot of feedback from people saying similar things, you know, like they really appreciated and tapped into that conversation. Mm, you're really conjuring quite the mental image in my mind of people driving up highways all over Australia, synapses just flaring, mm. little lightning bolts shooting into the car and inspiring them with mana and cosmic core lord oh, energy. man. If you haven't listened to it, please go and listen to it. And if you have listened to it, it's worth revisiting. Mm. It's just the energy of the guy, mate. You must have been walking out of there like you were walking on clouds. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't think I just levitated out of there. <laughs> it's just, I, don't, I don't remember taking a single step. The next minute I was uh, back there in Wardell. Amazing. With my mouth around the uh, glass cylinder of a hot one, just throttling it. <laughs> Nah, well done, mate. I've uh, really been enjoying those. Can't wait to uh, contribute myself to a couple of core lords and greater stories never told. How you been? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty I good. saw you've got a new new sled. Yes, uh, courtesy of Alex Cruz Surfboard Designs, the official Swellian Shaper. Proud to announce that partnership. Uh, it's going to be a great one. I feel like it's going to yield incredible dividends for both Alex uh, in the feedback I'm able to give him about his, uh, you know, Let's just say my surfing ability, mm. my surfing knowledge, uh, it's deep. <laughs> and uh, I don't think anyone knows the the absolute requirements of a high-performance surfboard like the punch-drunk pikey, the <laughs> former Bondi United A grader. When was the last senior. time you were on one? I know you had a, a, a Will Weber there for a sec. Yeah. And uh, that was the, a good little high-performance shorty, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Axide is the new official swelling shaper with a... Hi-fi stable of talent, Toby Mossop, mm. the burly tube pig underground aerial wizard, rail stylish savage maniac, and Hanada uh, Azara, young goofy footer from yeah. down there too. Yeah, like yeah, a couple Hanada of rips, classic sort of uh, guy Ormerod influenced 
backhanded burly. You, you need to be vert up the face or the burly boys just don't, don't they don't mm. rate you, mate. They don't rate you. Mm. Backhand surfing vertical in the pocket. There was Cole Smith down the coast in Sydney and there was Guy Ormerod up the coast, up your guy, on your mate. Hey, rod right up it. Hey, uh, yeah, Axod. Also, Smithy, um, just a shout-out as this is uh, one of our last eps before Chrissy. Uh, anyone who buys or has bought anything from theswellians.com since we reopened the shop till Christmas Day is going in the draw to win an Axod surfboard. Custom-made, delivered to your door. So get on there. It's your last chance to get something before Christmas and you go straight into the running to win a brand-new high-performance shooter from the one and only Alex Cruz on your mate. Right, Smith, it is time for the Board Socks Finger Bar. Feed your face in your finger bar. At number five, the Hawaiian winner has kicked off with a dreamy sweller backdoor Vaughn Corn. It's back on. Dreamy as. Thanksgiving, the turkey or taduckin or whatever the fuck you're eating over there, you bunch of weird, savage, <laughs> capitalist freaks. Uh, was, yeah, topped off by a nice little uh, backdoor swell for dessert. Man, and, uh, all the usual suspects are out there. J-O-B, Mason and Coco Ho, John John Florence, all milking the teat, packing the pineal glands to the brim. And I'll tell you, Vaughn, at four to six foot, I don't think there is a funner wave on the planet than backdoor. Just uh, good luck getting one, you fucking white howly mainlander mm, cunt. Agreed. Yeah, and it's so good. And even at four to six foot, it's still the wave of truth, Smith. And mm. I, I don't know about you, but seeing the world's best surfers you know, over there, probably jacked up on a bit of snapped four juice. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to that later, but there was some unbelievable pipeline surfing in that movie. Wow. And uh, just, uh, you know, a nice little warm-up session, as you said. And, yeah, four to six-foot backdoor. I've had the opportunity to surf it a few times. I've actually had one of the best barrels of my entire life. Uh, it was the day after the, the Brown Water 2008 Pipeline mm, Masters. Water. You'll recall, uh, yep, Chris Ward, Kelly Slater in the final. Little Stingray jumping out during uh, one of the goats waves. Yeah, man, it was the day after. Uh, it was about eight guys out, kind of stormy, still brown water, and uh, managed to snavel one in between Nathan Fletcher and Mark Healy, believe it or oh. not, and just got fucking, you know, got the wave mm. that I dreamed of for pretty much my entire life since mm. I was 13. You know, you always dream of getting over there. I'd had some... Uh, some pretty shockers over the past. Um, first surf at Pipeline kind of ended with uh, blood all over my, my legs. I tripped over a rock walking up the beach, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I finally got one. And, um, you know, it was, the, it was the big tip of the cap, the doff from uh, Nathan Fletcher. When I come out of the pit, he, he was like, whoa, that was, a, that was a good one. I was just like, mate, I'll hang my hat on that. I almost gave it up. But, uh, yeah, it, you're right. It's four to six foot. Uh, it, it still can be dangerous. It's know. got that big wedge in it, that but kind of just, early entry. You get a big slingshot <sighs> into the fucking roundest orb of your yeah, life. It's only the crowd that makes it dangerous exactly. at that size. The, the actual uh, waves, if you had that just to yourself and your friends, I'm telling you, out there, Swellians in Swellian land, uh, Swelliettes, you would have the best surf of your life. You would honestly have probably the best surf of your life because four to six foot, even four to six foot Hawaiian is manageable over there. The, the the paddle out, like all that normal things associated with a four to six foot day, say, on the east coast of Australia where, fuck, man, you've got to battle like a huge sweep because that much swell has to be generated by a big storm or something like that. You get over there, man, gums isn't even breaking. You can mm. paddle out in flat water and just 
make your way over to the peak and uh, start draining a few. Yeah, the only problem is uh, you basically got to either be a white Hawaiian from the north shore of Oahu with a significant profile, past or present, as a pro surfer or pro fighter or a local moak um, to get away out there on those days. Mm. That's the days when they're just feasting. Just rubbing the salt into their pineal glands. Well, early in the season too. Don't oh, forget that. Like you know, slim it's, Hawaii is uh, dead flat in the summer. I think they had a few little swells this year, but um, it's usually dead flat in the off season. So those on the first, North Shore, yeah, the first swells, man. You've you've almost just got to sit back and let them have it because mm. uh, you know, go in February, March when they're sort of had their fill and they're mm. just gluttonous. You know, sitting around just. Beer belly swollen with fucking tube juice. Mm. That's when you get over there and you might jag a couple. <laughs> what about uh, your most iconic surfers to fade you in the pit, uh, a back door off the wall of pipe? I've got a couple of them. Oh, uh, yes. Shout this out to, so good. Big shout out to Reef McIntosh. Uh, got you on one? Yeah, got me on one. Uh, I just, I guess, you know, luckily though, you know, I love Reef McIntosh. She's like, you know, one of my all-time idols and mm. it, was, it was really, you know, I was almost overcome with or, or and, and joy even to see it just <laughs> dropping down in front of me. And I managed to get out just before his chandelier enveloped me. Uh, at least we're riding a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another another doff of the cap or shout out to Mark Healy as well. Yes, mm. uh, two, two icons that have uh, burnt Smitty in the pit there. I, I got two icons at backdoor uh, slash off the wall as well, mate. I, I've told the Archie story numerous times here where, uh, you know, was uh, in the spot. Right in the spot. Oh, mate. I could st- I still picture the afternoon, you know, uh, the water goes black there in the Arvos. The sun sort of ripples uh, up the face, a little orange line. And, oh, man, it was just uh, absolutely beautiful. And I'm just in the spot. And in comes the peak. And Archie's paddling out after he's just been drained on about 13 in a row. And he just looks at me and just fades me. Completely fucking drops in on me. <laughs> and uh, a year later... Exactly the same, exactly the same surfer, same sort of size. He did it again. Couldn't believe it. But your boy Dustin Parker also fucking ah. hammered me out there. Yeah, unsurprising. Yeah. I'll put the photo on here, but there's a photo of it. Oh, wow. So good. I'm just straightening out doing the old Kelly nose blow while he's just ripping one off the top. It's pretty <laughs> iconic. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think I was going to be calling out Parker. No, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, but I'd like Susie with bruises all over my ankles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been loving Surfline's breakdowns of these swell dynamics. Uh, we've read a couple out from, I think, Toomey's it was, and uh, maybe another way. But, yeah, this is what they had to say about it. Kind of touching on what you were just saying, Vaughan, the nature of, of swells on the North Shore um, versus, say, the East Coast of Australia where you do need a lot of energy and a lot mm. of kind of just storm activity to generate hollow waves, at least up towards where we're living on the Northern Rivers. But down, uh, down over there in the Pacific, it's very different Kettle of fish. Uh, this is what they had to say on Surfline. The beautiful thing about island reef breaks in the middle of the ocean, it doesn't take a whole lot of swell to make them cook, explains Surfline lead forecaster Shayla Perry. Case in point, the North Shore had one of the best weekends of the young season and the so- storm system that made it all happen was pedestrian. It wasn't particularly large or strong, but was very close as it strengthened just 600, 700 miles north-northwest of the island's Friday into Saturday. By Sunday, the storm was lifting northeast away from Hawaii, the north shore under the influence of a weak pressure gradient and graced with light wind. Yeah. So... Just nothing. Nothing. Just like a... Piece of piss. Pretty like mid-range period swell, but you've got that insane drop-off on the north shore. It's such a trippy zone like that, isn't it? You just... 
you only need like a little bit of ocean to fold on a slab because like, it's coming out of such deep mm. water. Such a fascinating place. really is. Oh, it's amazing. I, I've just, you know, it's, it's never... I don't think you you could ever prepare yourself truly for what you've what you see there. You know, you can uh, read the mags, you can get stuck into the movies, you can watch it all played, you know, go down. But when you're on the beach, the power of the place is undeniable, isn't it? Like especially when there's a good pipe day on, you just sit there and that thundering fucking just roar of the joint, the energy. It's just so focused. It's mm. so tight. Mm. And, um, yeah, it really is a whole different kettle of fish. The power of the up. It's just the, it's the mecca. It's the greatest. Oh. There's nothing uh, – nothing will ever compare to Hawaii. The North Shore, I don't know, mate. It's just so uh, – yeah, it's so special to have something like that. It's the best free show on over earth. here, Smithy. Yeah. Sorry, mate. It's the best free show on earth, Pipeline, isn't it? It's it just, is. Uh, you can sit there and be 50 to 100 metres away from – people seeming to die in front of you and also mm. throttle the fucking biggest cones you've ever seen. There's just no wave with that sort of mortal coniquence that you can get that intimate with from the shore. No, nah, no, nah, there's not. And, you know, the, every wave has its own sort of personality and, and sort of attractions, I suppose. But that that little seven-mile stretch is just – it's just – there's so much weight attached mm. to the North Shore. But – at the end of the day, it's because the surf there is fucked up mm. and uh, will always be, hopefully. My first memories... Developers don't start building a fucking seawall along the front there. Mm. My first memories God. of the North Shore and the ocean is just that even duck diving stung my fucking scalp. Mm. Like That's the energy you're talking about. And that was at like one of those shitty waves like Monster Mush or whatever it was. But I was just like, wow, this is wild. Mm. Ouch. Yeah, the yeah, fuck? no, I get that. And, and also like... It lets you in with this soft, warm water. You know, when you for, first put your toes in the water, it, it doesn't feel scary. It doesn't feel like, you know, those cold days where you're like, you, you know, there's a big swell running and you, you get into the shorey and everything feels a bit sharp and heightened. And this, like, sort of lets you in before it fucking hammers the shit out of you, punches into the roof, just fucks you up. Absolutely. And, and the long period swells, you know, there can be days at pipe where you can rock up and it's like, oh, it's. It's dead flat almost, like, uh, you know, there's 10-minute lulls or, or it's like four to six foot and, you you know, think it's kind of doable, but then it's actually, you know, fuck, man, it's like an eight to 10-foot day and you just haven't watched it for long enough. Mm. Like, it's a place that really teaches you to watch the ocean and pay a lot of attention. There's nowhere on earth where you've got to pay more attention than the North Shore to the ocean. It's and so true, man. In it. And I'm just so glad we're back there because it's been a long time between Waves of Truth. Mm. It really has been, Smith. We've been lacking waves of truth. We had a whole tour without a wave of truth on it, and now we're back, mate. We're back in Hawaii. Oh, it feels good. Soak it in, my friend. Oh, it's good to be back in the truth, not surrounded by lies and air reverses and <laughs> choppy crush or <laughs> shitty East Coast Australian beach breaks. Oh, mate. Thank goodness. We're back. Sports socks number four. Eight That's Well presents... Breaking news from Haleiwa, Hawaii. Welcome to Ain't That Swell News. I'm Vaughn Dead. Yes, breaking news out of Hawaii this morning as the final pro surfing heat of 2021 was surfed in anger at Haleiwa, deciding not only the women's champion, but also our qualifiers for next year's championship tour. It was the young Hawaiian Betty Lou Sakara Johnson, who we tipped as the only surfer capable of defeating Carissa Moore, actually, at Haleiwa, and she did just that, winning her first major event at 16. The uh, generational tsunami of absolute terror 
continues to wash through the ranks of women's surfing. And uh, wow, what a run. Betty Lou now qualified for that championship tour at the expense, sadly, of our own Molly Picklum, who just fell outside the ratings cutoff when she fell agonizingly short after stacking it on her last wave in the semi, needing only a mid-range five to progress. You know as part of Micro Stable, she'll be back. She'll be back hungrier, stronger, more venomous than ever. Uh, The big news for Australia, of course, on finals day was the performance of Victorian wave dismemberment machine, India Robinson, who made the final and with that result, is now the only new Aussie face on the Women's World Tour in 2022. What an underdog story for the ages. India Robinson, you absolute legend. Uh, The Australian men, well, they fared better. Better than uh, just about every other surfing nation with four new faces qualifying for the 2022 Championship Tour. That is Burley's Liam O'Brien, Evans' head hard man, Callum Robson, Connor O'Leary, Zebra of uh, Cronulla by way of Lennox, and the carnival strongman himself, Jacko Baker, holding on to a spot after chewing his nails to the kneecaps. Dead set. I don't know how he slept a wink after getting knocked out in that first heat. But somehow the chips fell his way and Baker will be up there with his fellow newly hard man, Callanan Morgs, doing it for the Aussies in 2022. Despite heroic performances from uh, Jacob Wilcox and Kalani Ball in particular, with uh, Geordie Lawler also in the mix, sadly all three will be back on the reg come the Aussie leg of the tour next year. Um, Bad luck for the fellas. Gee, some really strong performances. But uh, we can't wrap this update without mentioning the men's final, where John John yet again set a new standard with a 10-point ride in the final. That was mesmeric and pretty much undie wedding. Uh, it was just fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Mad. <gasps> he eclipsed uh, the great Swillian Vortex shaman, Jack Robbo, in the final, who uh, finished with a runner-up second, continuing on the magic form that saw him win his first CT over in Mexico. I'll tell you what, though, the, uh, the mouth waters had the thought of a fully fit and fully informed JJF as well as a white-hot Jack Robbo taking on the might of Gabby, Italo and Felipe at the top of the ratings in 2022. And not to mention what kind of influence the 2021 Morgs effect will have on the belief of guys like Ryan Callanan and Griffy Sniffy Wallet, a Pinto, as uh, they start to ramp up you know, basically what we will be their prime world title years. And don't write off the old dogs just yet. Owen Wright, he's got that uh, injury wild card. And Kelly Slater, the goat, with um, Chopes, Pipe, Trestles all on the schedule. Those two guys will be licking their lips. Stay tuned, Swellians, for a full Surf Nerd 2021 breakdown and 22 World Championship Tour preview, the men's, the women's. It's all coming soon, right here on Ain't That Swell. The following finger bun was recorded two days before the men's final completed. Hence, it's fucking useless. (laughs) 
Saturn has entered the third trimester, creating a Pythagorean equation that is synchronized with a Lanina vortex, which has allowed an obscure QE call lord to figure out what the fuck is going on with the Challenger Series rating situation at Halle Eva Vaughan. I know. Yeah. Um, nah, the Lip Boys have flared mm. uh, in the lead up to this last uh, Changers event over there in Hawaii, and thank God they're there, mate. Oh, mate, we're, we're like bit by bit. Basically, the picture of what the tour will look like next year has filled in, but it's been left up to our boy, Kale Bell Warren, from the Lipped Podcast to explain every single decimal point of it. Uh, even the wazzle doff there capped him on the podcast, on the broadcast, mm. for crunching the numbers. But I mean, uh, if you're relying on some bloke on Smoko to figure out your own tour, uh, I think someone's dropped the ball there, Vaughn. Yeah, there needs to be a clean-up of these ratings. Like, I mean, it's, what's the point of having ratings if they don't make sense at the end of the year? Like, I mean, I know that the surfers are kind of aware of what they need, but to everyone who's watching, like, this is the best story of the entire – well, it's the only story left. It's the only thing we've got left. If you're a fan of Pro Surf and Spiv, the only thing we have left is Halle Eva. Mm. And it's a big comp, man. Like, oh. far out. Everything is hanging on this for a lot of surfers. We just saw Conor O'Leary – Requalify. That was huge. It was awesome. But I mean, where's the storytelling here? Where's the narrative? Like, how do we fucking get on board and really feel the weight of what's going on over there in Haleva, men and women, of course? But, you know, uh, it's been a fucking radical contest. Jeez, uh, oh. there was a lot of people in the running to qualify, Smivy. And um, yeah, uh, K- Kale's done an epic job. Jeez, he's a surf nerd. What a fucking geek. You mm, nerd, mm, mm, Kale. Mm. But I love you for it, mate, because I'm a surf nerd too. Up the nerds! You beauty! Revenge of the nerds, Smitty. Revenge of the nerds. I knew they'd take over the world. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. Yeah, the surfing world is essentially gathered around Kale's desk, and we're like, you know, kind of watching what's going on on the screen. We're watching our guy, like, did he get this score? Did he get this score? You, you don't know whether to cheer. You've got to look to Kale and wait for him to crunch the numbers and <laughs> carry the one and multiply and divide by Pythagorean <laughs> theorem and add the Fibonacci sequence. Oh, it's a beautiful And then he mind. goes, yes! Yes, that, that meant something. And then we all go up. <laughs> yes, your beauty. But there is that weird pregnant pause where you don't know what's happened. You, nah. th- th- someone's like placed second or third in the heat or, yeah, it's all very uh, very murky mm. territory. Yeah, surely there's a way we can clean this up. I mean, what if uh, you just sort of ditch everything and have a new rating system and uh, just seed it? Now you see just how the stamen gets its lusty dust onto the stigma. I don't know what I'm talking about, but anyway. No one knows confusing. what they're talking about except for Kale. He is oh, the yeah. rain He's man. the oracle, mate. He's, He's the, the oracle. oracle. Consult Kale. But, uh, uh, yeah. but I mean, he, like the event will probably be finished by the time this goes to air, but this is what we know so far. Mm. Uh, USA's Jake Marshall and Australia's Conor O'Leary are the second and third confirmed male qualifiers, along with Zeke Lau. This is Connor's fourth stint on the CT while Jake is the first San Diego surfer to qualify for the tour since Taylor Knox and Rob Machado Whoa. back in 93. Yeah, Jakey boy, all it's right. courtesy of Stab Magazine. Uh, USA's Nat Young and Hawaii's Imai DeVault both lost out early, but are uh, still likely to qualify at this point. Uh, Liam O'Brien, he's on the lob. He's on. Give him a, give him a go, mate. He's on. 2022 uh, security CT spot. Winning a nail biter over Hawaiian Baron Mamiya in round two. Wow. The Spartan Michelle Berez. Oh, he's drinking goat blood on a hill overlooking Pipeline, <laughs> howling at the moon because he's off. He's gone. He missed it. Yeah, he missed oh, it. Oh, mate. Jeez, that's tough. Uh, he surfed it. You know, hey, beware the good clip before the comp. 
beware. Mm. He looked so sharp, man. He looked like a beast unleashed, and he's cooked himself. Yep. Uh, well, well, just on Michelle, like, I mean, uh, where's his region? It's Europe, right? So if he wants to hit the queue, he's got to leave Tahiti and, and, and go to the regional qualifiers in Europe. Is that right? Yeah, I'd imagine so, yeah. Wow, that's a big ask, man. That mm. might be the last we see of uh, Michelle outside of maybe a Chopes wildcard. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. Hectic. Big loss. Uh, Brazil's Jao Chianca and Australia's Callum Robson have made their heats, but their positions have not changed as they haven't earned enough points to replace the low score in their Challenger Series scoreline. Mm. So uh, to do that, Callum's going to need to place third or better in his next heat, and Jao will need to advance through at least one more round. Hadn't seen a lot of Jow coming in the contest, but Jeezy was impressive. Mm. Stylish, uh, really just accurate, smooth, great rail game. Yeah, um, mate. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Uh, he was the the sort of the guy I knew the least about when we did our little uh, blitzed episode, <clears throat> analysing all the uh, the chances of the, of the crew who were in qualification mode. Um, but I was really impressed with a lot of surfing from the wiry little, little guys, especially in that sort of heaving... Solid swell, you know. Mm. I was asking a lot of questions. Wasn't the biggest heli ever we've ever seen, but certainly big enough to, you know, demand a little bit of attention. Yeah. Um, spewing to see our boy, Carnival Strongman. I know. It's unbelievable at that level what one little hiccup can do to you. You know, he just like, he just didn't throw the bucket, didn't throw the kitchen sink at one turn, just mm. undercooked it a little and that cost him like whatever it was, 0.2 of a fucking point and that was enough to just see him edged out. Such we, a we spoke about shocker. it, Smitty. It's, we spoke about, you know, the attitude going into this event. It, it's, it's not time to protect. It's time to throw it at the fucking mm. wall, mate, because... You know, um, it, you just can't nurse it when you've got guys who are behind you who are dead set eyeballing that leapfrog mm. and uh, they're going to do everything they can. You know they're not going to be safety surfing. And I don't know, like, uh, you know, we know that Jacko Baker we're talking about, of course, uh, Merriweather's finest, is an absolute power man. But uh, I wanted more mongrel. Mm. I mean, he surfed incredibly well. Uh, I love the, you know, the, the clutch at the end just, fuck, he put together an incredible wave mm. on the buzzer. Kind of did enough with that wave, but it was his earlier earlier uh, score that basically just, yeah, just one turn, one little bobble, mm. one little catch. One, that's all it takes at that level. It's remarkable a whole year can come down to one turn that you're undercooked. And imagine what that's going to do to his psyche, like just keep him up at night. But that said, he's not out of it yet. No. He can still qualify. And, and so a lot of those guys on the cusp. just outside the cusp got beat. Mm. Uh, so there's, there's, you know, there's basically the, the, the field of people who can overtake Jacko has been whittled away quite substantially. That's right. Uh, Costa Rica's Carlos Munez also lost out in the same round. Um, so I guess the situation is Jackson was still able to jump ahead of Carlos in the rankings because he betted his previous low score of a 400, whereas Carlos stayed at the same total. So they are currently 11th and 12th with that's, uh, that's Jacko inside, at 11th. Inside and, the yeah, cutoff line. I right? think this, the cutoff's been moved now up from 15th to, to 12th. To 12th, is, right? is it? Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. So yeah, right on the cusp. Um, now Geordie Lawler. He's uh, yeah, he's still going. He's still in the event. Uh, fuck, it's hard backside, but he's got to yeah, he's just got to make mm. one or two more heats. He's sitting at fourteenth, so he's outside the cuff. But he's in with a sniff. Ooh. 
Ooh, I like Chippo surfing the other day too. Jacob wow. Wilcox. So wow. we'll see a bolter. Is that our bolter, Smithy? Swelly oh. and Bolt? Mate, he's such an incredible talent. He's so underrated for his power game, his mm. rail game, light in his feet and just fucking so accurate, just doofs it. Oh, the back end. The back end. Doofable out there, my friend. Wow. Uh, big shout out to, I mean, who did you, what did you like about the event? I really thought the Californians, Jake Marshall and Crosby Colapinto, uh, were incredible. Just something about their, I don't know what it is that they learned there in California, but the accuracy and the timing of their surfing is I so was, good. Finding I, the power source, just huge turns, but oh like man. finding that foam ball that's shooting through. Yeah, mate. i tell you what was tripping me out, Smitty, was fucking Crosby. It was like watching Todd Chesser and uh, Taylor Knox just morphed into one person. I was having flashbacks to just full-blown 90s, like, fucking rusty movies. It was unbelievable. Jeezy looked good. Big mm. and powerful. But that style, that's like a full mix. So it was full the cheese and full TK, rusty, circa 90s. Good stuff. And in the women's side of the draw, I mean, well, actually, before we get there, let's just touch on John John's performance. Uh, highest heat total of the event so far, 18.83, I think. You know, riding boards that were at least a couple inches shorter than everyone else. A lot flatter looking too, and just fucking meat hack, man hacking, savagery, couple punts in the mix. Fucked up. Man, I just don't think anyone's going to beat him. Like, it's just it's a whole different level of surfing. Like, there's no one on that level. Like, the comfort in the air, just throwing that sort of big first turn into a section that sort of like didn't really – I mean, it was cushy, but it wasn't. It had a little bit of a dip, chip shot where he landed, and he just swung it round, and, oh, oh it's just disgusting, Smithy. It's, it's so fun to watch, though, isn't it? It reminds you of the difference between that top five, top six on the CT compared to, you know, the QS. Mm. It's like you can watch QS surfing and get absolutely ramped on it. But, you know, those sorts of performances really throw the question marks up when the, when the guys in those heats know what they're going to be coming up against next year. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, world, that's world title winning form. That's top mm. of the pops, creme de la creme world tour form right there. And we're just so due for a John John Gabe year. Like... I say it a lot because it just hasn't really played out where those two have gone at it. And you throw Italo and Phil into the mix and uh, you've got a fucking monster tag team all in WWF. Slam down, Smithy. Here comes John off the top turnbuckle with the double backflip. Oh, he's done his knee. (laughs) And don't forget about Morgs doing a triple pike off off the top rope. Straight with a knee, straight into those chops. <laughs> Cop that. Who'd play the heel in that scenario with the chair, you know, coming out of the crowd? Oh, <laughs> oh it's good stuff. So Lobby's in. Wow. Mm. Well, Bots is going to be a busy man next year. That's good to see. Up the Bots, up the Burley Crew. Crikey, represent. Mm. And on the women's side of the draw, Shimmy Disco, stoily, shiny, shiny Disco balling her way to a start in the women's to a gaffing the bejesus. Out of some Eva balls. Fuck, he's in form. The Turtle Gang, mm. Sergeant of Arms, Vaughn. Mate, I think, uh, I really do think most improved surfer of the year. Uh, we're going to have our first ever Swelling Awards next year. coming soon, Smitty. A couple of cone pieces getting flown out to all our winners all over the world. But Shimmy is the most improved surfer I've seen. Just surfing out of her skin. Lots of power, lots of belief. And uh, lots of, uh, on, the, on the razor's edge. I like it. You know, where, where you see someone doing a turn and it looks like it could go, but it hangs in there and power to her. A mm. couple other standouts on the women's side of the draw. Sarah Wakita 
the Oahu raised daughter of the great pipeline crash test dummy in the flaming gaff and iconic surf store Tillman Takuya Wakita. Yeah. Uh, she was incredible in the opening round. Yeah, she was. Uh, I didn't catch a whole lot of her, but uh, I did see a couple of highlight waves and looked really good. Uh, Wicky fast. Was, was the gaff on? No gaff. No gaff. But uh, I mean, yeah, it is outrage. I think but, uh, you know, there's a, a deep lineage of gaff wearing in that family. There needs to be an investigation, Smithy. Mm. There needs to be. Mm. Mm. And uh, you called it Vaughn, Betty Lou Secura. Uh, yeah, incredible. So sharp, so yep. stylish, so sick. Yeah, she's uh, going to be a tough one to beat. Looking forward to uh, seeing Carissa. What's she going to bring? Is she going to John John the shit out of all these uh, young women who have got the eyes on her prize? Mm. I think she will. A charter boat has beached itself on the end section at HT's Vaughan and uh, the rumours I'm getting... On the coconut wireless is that the skipper had in fact passed out in a haze of hashish and homebrew rice wine, leaving the boat kitchen hand, Kadek, to steer the ship, also garnishing a lasagna, and he just couldn't pull it off. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Uh, Mate, oh, jeez. Boats on reefs. Bro- boats on famous surf reefs. Mm. Happens a fair bit, eh? I guess it does in Indo. Yeah, there's definitely. Your, what's your favourite? What's your? Well, I mean, we had the Pasha Bulka at uh, Nobby's up in Newcastle. Mm, that was a mm. that was a big one. Mm. Uh, we had, uh, I think it was the. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was the Ho Tsai Fa. It was uh, a Chinese tuna fishing vessel wash up on the inside of Padang Padang way mm. back in the day. Uh, very mysterious maritime mystery that one, Smith. The car, the crew, and the captain. Zero, nobody on board. Engine still running. And uh, a freezer full of freshly caught tuna on its way to somewhere. So uh, everyone just abandoned ship. And uh, everyone was shitting themselves on that one because uh, they were expecting a swell in a couple of days' time. Uh, they didn't know. They had a couple of guys at getting off the reef. Uh, in the end, classic sort of, you know, just Indo DIY, you know, if you need a job done, just get your thong, get your hockey strap, head out there on a little putt-putt. And, uh, yeah, they just dismantled the thing. And scored all the fish in the process. So, uh, yeah, well the, the book it smelled of world-class sushi and uh, tuna steaks for about six months after that. That's amazing. How mm. good are the Indos just pilfering and pillaging? Who needs a trash collection <laughs> when they'll just pick it apart like a couple of archipelagian ibises, stealing every bit of scrap timber for their... <laughs> they're like, I'm sure if you go to Padang now, you'll see bits of that boat... Uh, nailed to the wall in a hundred different beach shacks and uh, yeah. you know beach vendors. Yeah, so, all, all the uh, all the steel from the uh, you know the the frame of the vessel carved into ch- tiny little dicks for sale. <laughs> Dick bottle openers that you can uh, use to crack open your beanie. Mate, nothing goes to waste. No, another classic that springs to mind. I believe it was the Goodangs, one of the Goodangs. I think it was Paddy Goodang on a trip to the hole down there, like ten hours mm. south of the Mens, one of the kind of most remote slabs in the zone. Uh, on the way back, they got beached on a reef, uh, unfortunately, and just simply had to put their Dunlop volleys on and walk across this submerged coral and spend the night on an island um, that was so ravaged by mosquitoes. They lost six crew on. Oh. They were just airlifting them into the trees and devouring them live. Oh, God. It was a bloodbath. Well, we just moved inside from outside just moments ago. Have you heard a different uh, difference in the audio quality? Because we were getting mauled by mozzies up here in the Kurubil Mountains. My favourite near miss of a, a, a potential shipwreck on a, on a world-famous break was the, uh, the classic mid-heat... Um, Set 
outrun by the captain at uh, J Bay that year. Oh. Siggy in one hand, fucking beer in the other, one hand on the wheel, just outrunning an eight foot set just before Felipe went mad in the J Bay final. True, true. That was an iconic one. Uh, Doff of the cap to Pete Frieden's iconic end section chopes melt. Uh, one of the all time acts of cowardice in the history of boat captains. <laughs> Left his Indo misses at the controls while he bailed overboard. And uh, yes, suffice to say, that relationship ended soon after. <laughs> but that's an iconic image, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, the boat going over the falls. Crikey. Oh, wow. So many things going through your mind there, isn't it? Save the cameras! Save the cameras! <laughs> what about your relationship, Pete? Oh, good night! Oh, dear. Yeah, it's an unforgettable image. Sports socks number two. Tis the season, Vaughan, of skits, surf edits. Uh, snapped four, repulse, Dane Reynolds in shit waves, Craig Ando in ceremony, Ethan Ewing in a Mexican point break demolition, and Jaleesa Vincent all releasing surf edits of varying degrees mm. of skits. Mm, oh man, it's been a good month to be a voyeur of surf clips, Smith. I don't even know where to start on this. Let's uh, start with Snap 4. Snap 4 is probably, well, it's just Classical re- surf porn. Yeah, classic surf porn, but of a returned form of the, mm. of the segmented movie that we all grew up on. I mean, that was how it was done back in the day. That's what made momentum what it became. The, mono, the monolith, the, mm. the monster, the fucking game-changing generational fucking tsunami that it was. Uh, it was just section movies. All That's your right. favourite surfers, you just fast forward to them. But uh, yeah, they're going to give away like fifty to hundred grand or something to uh, to the best section in that film. And there's shades of uh, intersection about this because mm. uh, I don't know if you recall, but um, I think Taylor Steele ran one of the first ever sort of section based comps. Mm. And a hundred grand, Matt Miola came from nowhere, just a, a skinny little whippet from Maui. No one had really heard of him, and he walked away with a prize in a field that included everyone. And uh, I got a feeling, mate, that maybe Baron Mamea could take this one out because, you know, he's up against hardcore fucking some sick surfing. Ah, Jackie Robbo, mate, the swelling vortex shaman. He just puts on a clinic. Some backside tubes at North Point Switch that are just demoralising for us regular Joes who can't even get a fucking wave like that on our front side, regular foot. <sighs> but yeah, mate, I just think Baron, he, mm. don't you reckon? He, he just pushed Psychopath. it over the lead. Oh, pushed man. it over the ledge. Yeah, you wonder where he sits in that pecking order at Pipe. There is that kind of like, you know, you've got your Makua's, Masons, like the old guard who kind of really command the best ones, the, the chip shots off Second Reef. And then you've got the young, fucking brazen, big cojone groms like mm. Baron. Uh, like Seth Moniz, like Josh Moniz, who sit under the pack, like John John in his day, and just kind of knife those fucked up mutant ones that don't cap. There's no real entry point. And uh, it's either it's either the skittiest knifing of a Mondo cone yep. you've ever seen, or it's a pin drop out of the lift yeah. straight onto bone dry lava. Oh, it's just so good to watch. But uh, then you've got fucking man. Benji Brand, another Benji in that Brand category. Goes just bananas in it. Mate, for a white guy from South Africa, I don't think. I've ever seen a Howley get that sort of vige no. at the Pipalina. I mean, I know he's got a crib there and whatnot, but uh, mm. fuck, he's, uh, he's done well for himself well, there, I'll tell you. I watched him win that uh, Rip Curl uh, Invitational at Padang Padang one year, and oh, man, oh, man, his style is mental. He's got a touch of the Hobgoods about him, you mm. know, that really compressed, you know, it almost looked like the Hobgoods were, uh, I don't know, squashed frogs when they were coming off the bottom at, at, at some of those tubular uh, Pacific Reefs and Benji's just got that on lock, but 
Jeez, he's got some fucking speaks. That's the, that's what's blowing my mind. This this level of surfing going down on some of the waves. Like they're big, they're meaty, they're thick. They ask fucking everything. And if you're not ready to give it all, you're gonna get pressed. Oh, 100%. There's one wave in particular of Benji's, and the blowout on it is so extreme mm. it would have fucking blown Trump's two payoff sitting in the White House. <laughs> it was wild. I think it did. I think gave it a little tickle, mm. lifted the front off it a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, what you say about Benji so, so interesting. I was, I was watching, and I'm like, at which point does waves like that force you into adopting a style that is, like, it, it's super functional? Like, it has to be functional, but, like, it, it's like you can't make a wave of that kind of mortal coniquence without impeccable style because mm. it just, the wave demands it. If, mm. if there's any glitches or technical failings, you're just not going to make a wave. You're not, yeah. You know what I mean? I oh, totally, yeah, I totally agree, man. And Compressed, that's, that's, like limbs kind of all in the right spots, tickling various parts of the world. It's, it's all preternatural mm. and autopilot. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's beautiful to watch. But, yeah, I just wonder whether if you're not fucking that technically in shape, whether you can even make a wave like that. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm like, far out. When you, when you start watching enough of these sort of waves of Mortal Coniquence and the guys who go at, fuck, style is everything, man. You mm. just, you just, it, it, you can't almost, you almost can't have a shit style in that sort of surf. Mm. I mean, if you're not towing in, if you're having a pin drop out of the lip, negotiate a bottom turn and fucking then thread, you know, six chambers of hell to uh, reach that fucking big, spoofy blowout. Oh, it's like a Zen Buddhist parable. <laughs> you're just going to get fucking. You've got to have style, man. Mm. And, like, Mason is taking it to another level. He's the guy, like, mucking around in there. Everyone else, like, you know, those waves, they, I don't know how you can relax enough to have fun in them. And he's, he's got that going on. Yeah, fucking what a great movie, man. And great sections. And then, all, like, right in the middle, just as a little, uh, you know, a nice little uh, juxtaposition right in the middle, Captain Cruz, old snoozy Mc... Pacey, oh. just doing his good old lines from top to bottom, flawless surfing, absolutely rinsing it off, and uh, looking every bit like uh, one of the orange people just wandered out of the hills, but with a big head of hair instead of shaved to the bone, <laughs> just getting his uh, fucking Kama Sutra, clean, swift, stylish surfing from Asher Pacey. You can see why, Smith. You can see why he's the man. 41 years young, riding four ones. Some of the time uh, I mean He's no spring chicken But fuck He might be Still one of the best To ever do it On an east coast Right hand point break oh, I just can't believe The style of the guy And this might feed well Into Pulse 2 uh, Or Repulse Sorry It's um, we're, we're in an age Where guys are surfing As good as they've ever surfed Well into their Fucking 40s and 50s mm, now mm. I mean yeah. They don't have the hype they might be carrying a few around, uh, you know, some extra sandbags, some extra KGs. Mm, mm. But gee whiz, there's some fucking nice style. You, you know, good, timeless style is timeless for a reason, Smithy. It just looks good, man. Yeah. Pacey's still got it, mate. Just remarkable to think uh, when Oki won his world title, he was 33, and it was like this momentous occasion in global surfing history. Like, no one could believe that mm. someone could perform at that level at 33. And to see Asher at 41... Uh, you wouldn't know. Like I had, I was actually really surprised to learn he, that was his age. He, he doesn't look it physically nah. in any way, shape, or form, and he's surfing. 
has aged like a fine Pinot Grigio, Vaughan. Mm. It's fucking smooth on the palate and just leaves you wanting more and more and more until you're a vomiting, <laughs> filthy mess, hugging the bowl. Oh, I love it. And you wake up the next day, cloudy as fuck, wondering why you drank so much of that pacey Grigio. Repulse, Vaughn, highlights. Oh, tighten your colostomy bag, Smith. Hey, get your incontinence pads. Wipe off those drippy drips at the end of your old fella because they're going to be dripping for a few more years yet, mate. This is the first of its kind. Mm. First of its kind. A geriatric, high-performance surf film. Fucking I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. Inspo. 100% inspo. I mean, uh, as well as being sort of sentimental, I guess, and uh, tapping you back into, like, you know, Surf movies you, you grew up watching. Uh, and Pulse was originally an answer to uh, that momentum, power, and shift. Uh, Gainey, obviously, an f- epic surfer. Fuck, he's a good surfer, uh, Gainey. We'll get him on to, to sort of talk about how this all came about in the not-too-distant future, Smith. But first of its kind, for sure. Like, you know, to, to do a high-performance surf film of, of guys, as we were just talking about with Ash, you know, they're all in their 40s and 50s. Um, this is discounting all the, the fresh blood he's brought in. But Margot, Neil Purchase, Trent Munro, Sean Kensdale, fucking... Holy shit. Can you believe the it? The backside can blast. How's the ballast on him? keg on legs, mate. Wow. Just absolutely sending it. You talk about a oh. gun full of tube juice. <laughs> Aimed in the right direction. Wow. Just, fuck, man. I, it's unfair. It's, you actually start to realise that some guys just have it, eh? Like, mm. that's, that's your takeaway from a film like that. You're going... These guys, man, it just is there. That that's, gets your feet, perfect positioning, and, like, speed on tap. The timing and technique of Cairns, it was like, uh, it's almost the older he's got, it's, like, kind of stripped away the, the, the whippity, like, hi-fi surfing. Now it's just pure lines bludgeoning the absolute fuck out of it. Mm. It was impressive. Just the wind-up on the backside, so hockey-esque, and just teeing off like the fucking Long John Daly. Very reminiscent of Long John Daly in a surfing setting. Just, you know, been on the, uh, been on the cans, mm. been on the darts, been on the meat pie <laughs> diet. But, jeez, it's almost just fed into the cult Appeal of the man. Yeah, 100%. And um, uh, on, on the other side of the coin, but uh, just as fucking devastating in his section, Dan Ross, what about the meat hacks going down on that, mate? Somewhere up in heaven, Batty Trelaw is giving him the big thumbs up. Because oh, I think he copped a bit of spray that, in the face that, up in that's heaven. That's a fucking power clinic if ever I've seen it. Like, I mean, he's it, – it's funny, isn't it? Like, you're, you're not as green-boned. Your joints aren't quite as flexible, although I would imagine that Rossi physically is probably in better shape than he's ever been in. He, Never lets a, a fucking dud sell past his lips. But, uh, yeah, man, I reckon, uh, you know, where where anything has sort of stiffened up, he's he's just completely uh, sort of compensated for that with just raw power. He just looks incredible. Insane to see father and son in the same film, uh, Micah and Brendan Marguson, and I tell you, the apple has not fallen far from the tree there. I think he was one of the standouts of the film, Micah. Yeah. Um, just fucking, I mean, kind of run out of superlatives to describe traditional Australian point break power surfing. But yeah, fuck, it was uh, easy on the ice, super powerful, fucking, yeah, just an impressive performance. And what about the big man? What did you make of Margot? 
Man, I just, it's just the kind of surfing that I love. Big, uh, I, I don't want to say goofy. It's, it's got an element of just sort of, uh, it's got an element of, uh, uh, and I used to think this back in the day as well, you know uh, when Rocky and Oki were, were doing all those Billabong McCoy trips and they were tripping over rocks and they, they kind of got a clumsiness to them that actually works in the water. Like on land, it doesn't work at all. It's mm. like, it's, it's hopeless. But in the water... It puts them in sections where other people can't get to, just purely on on the weight and physicality of their surfing. You know, like I used to marvel at Ock flying off the bottom and not even looking over his shoulder at where his board was going to go. He just, if he came off the bottom and uh, there was no wave there, if it was whitewash, he'd just go vertical up it. And Margot's got the same sort of thing going on, you know, just power and uh, just raw, raw energy, man. And uh, yeah, I just, fuck, I'm, the, I'm with you. Uh, Mike is a little late bloomer. You know, he won the Aussie title at uh, sort of, I think it was the under-18 Aussie title, and that sort of came from nowhere in a pretty pretty competitive sort of uh, generation. But, yeah, never get tired of seeing Margot surf, mate. And for some reason, I was really drawn to Dakota Walters' section, uh, both in Snap 4 and Repulsa. And there's just something about wiry lank dogs putting it together that I find so hypnotic. You know, I find it hypnotic in much the same way I've observed dancing cobras on the streets of Mumbai Vaughan, you know, just mm. all coiled up, head bobbing, body twirling, then snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this, uh, I don't know, it was just fucking, yeah, just had my eyes spinning in my skull. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I love it. I don't know, is there maybe, it kind of made me think, maybe there's room for a tall guy tour. Yeah. You get some like uh, Dakota, Cato, Flynn Novak, Ryan Carlson. Mm. Uh, I heard there was, wasn't there some like seven foot guy from Brazil with the head the size of a fucking oh, Easter Island dome? Seven, there, there was, uh, oh, I remember uh, Henan Hosha was a, a fairly large man. Mm. Uh, had a quite a, a large sort of frame and a big big stance on him. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I like that. I mean, you'd get a start on there, Vaughan. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll have a crack, mate. Yeah, why not? Yeah, get me on the lanky tour. I'm ready. Got me fucking ass I'm ready to go, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I've been blown away by. I mean, Codes has just always had that sort of like perfect positioning. He's another one of those guys, isn't he? Kai's king. He, he he's been impressing me no end lately. I just feel like he's sort of grown out of uh, grommethood and into manhood with a really crisp sort of. Uh, pure line about mm. his surfing and I, I just Willsy like... 2.0 Byron Bay race yeah he's got that Willsy it's all clean it's it's really um, det- what, what's focus- he's focused in and he's perfect at what he does mm. now, you don't see too many mistakes remember seeing Willsy run down the beach for a final might have been a semi-final against uh, Andy Irons in France one year years and years ago and just watching his poise as he just delicately trotted down the beach he was just absolutely even there wasn't like you couldn't you couldn't pick at anything on his body that wasn't perfectly balanced. And that was the way he surfed. And I'm seeing a lot of that in Kyle. It's interesting to celebrate this classical Australian style of surfing that we just love. You know, the quintessential uh, front side point break rail game. Like it's, it's, it's won us. We talked about it in the last episode. It's won us so many world titles. It's mm. always been the bedrock of Australian surfing. And it's worth fucking nothing in the eyes of the WSL <laughs> judges. Don't you reckon? Isn't that, we can't, we, as much as we can froth on it and celebrate it like and as, as appealing as it is to us in australia and i guess people from the point break belts of california as well it just doesn't seem to be 
all that relevant on a world stage anymore. Oh, it's a 50-50. I would say John, John and Felipe are, are pretty tapped into that style of surfing, wouldn't They've you? They've got it in there for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't argue with Felipe's J-Bay performances two years in a row in, you know, pretty fucking flawless surf, man. Incredible. But the 10, the ten you know, the, the iconic 10 was for two alley-oops on a point breakaway. <laughs> yeah, didn't true, a single turn. True, Yeah, the judge is just <laughs> making it known. Hey, <laughs> hey, get into the air, you little fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> Let go of that rail and get back in the air. But it's bizarre. It's almost like the goalposts have just shifted on Australia and we're fucking lost at sea. And that sea being a fucking series of subpar Challenger Series results for us. Well, could, not, not, not exactly. But well, no, you could, you, you could be onto something. The, the, the big one will be John John, a fully fit John John on tour for a year in Waves of Truth and on some big long points. Because, uh, well, let's have a look. J-Bay, uh, that's back on tour. So... That's going to be in the mix there. Have we seen, like, sort of, have we seen John John really cut loose at J Bay yet? Surely that's a wave he's got on lock at some point. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, G Land. Fuck, you just want Cloud Break back there. Anyway. Do we need some kind life. of cultural exchange program? Uh, you know, get the likes of, of Lobby and Caius uh, over there in Sakwarima living in a favela, a tin shack, and, uh, you know, surfing on esky lids and just, mm. like, you know, get them in that. Five seconds, six second onshore mush, just grinding uh, air reverses oh, out. Man, I mean, fuck, mate, we get plenty of that at, during the springtime up here. But no one wants to surf it. It's fucking rubbish. Uh, and, uh, yeah, too good, eh? Too good for it. Kind of. Yeah. That's a, I, I guess that, that is it, isn't the it? The foam pit, mate. It's the foam pit. Foam uh, pit breeding soft fucking. That's bizarre. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it could be good. Wouldn't that be fun? You, uh, we'll, we'll send the boys over there and we'll, we can bill it out. You know, the next generation of Brazilian yeah. rippers. I'll be unreal. Yeah, stay with Tommy Peterson and... Uh... <laughs> Cultural exchange to Australian point break strongholds wouldn't be complete without uh, a building with Tommy Peterson. Yeah. That'd uh, be there might same. be a little bit lost in translation there, but... Uh... Yeah, if you ask you to pack anything when you're coming over, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> uh, get back on protection, you mark. DR. Dane Reynolds has got a fresh edit. Uh, I mean, classical, buttery, savagery from the venture and father of free. Uh, I mean, far out, Vaughn. No one's made bloodlusting man hackery look so smooth nice. before. He is the absolute king of the bludgeon. Mm. He walks around with a couple of uh, meat tenderizers just in each hand and just bludgeons everything he sees on the way down to the beach. He's bludgeoning windows off cars and fucking bludgeoning people's. Heads into the fucking sand. He's just a bludgeon-fest bludgeoner. I've got to say, the juxtaposition of this seething, unexpressed rage and these buttery combos, it's intoxicating in this extreme. And I can only hazard that Freud would have a field day with it. <laughs> well, I mean, what's your psychoanalysis? Oh, in his, I mean, I guess he just kind of I expressed I have a huge psychoanalysis on Dane. I think he just does what he does. He, Calm on the he exterior. He enjoys his beers. He enjoys mm. his early nights. He's got his little family. He loves surfing at uh, his home break and, and hanging out with the Lokes. And uh, big props to Aton uh, Osborne as well, man. I mean, snapped four as well. A big standout. That guy's air game. Is has to be in the top twenty in the world, and like I mean, it doesn't sound like a huge call, top twenty, but fuck, man, I just so many guys are so good at doing airs, and he is right up there, mm. style wise. Like he's he's pushing the boundaries. Yep, yep. And uh, moving on to Craig Anderson, he's put out an edit with Carnival Ceremony, and trust Ando out of any surfer in the world to find a smooth chip in 
uh, depot bombie. Mm. Uh, you know, only Craig Anderson could manage to find his way into a stand tall out there, striking the pose that he strikes on a cliff while pontificating about nothing. Yeah, well, exactly, mate. Yeah, he's uh, he's the kind of guy who will sit out there for five hours waiting for that wave and not catch other waves. Like he, he doesn't make moves for for scraps on the inside. He knows the exact wave he wants to surf. I think. I, the bigger it gets, the more patient he is. You can't understate fucking how good that guy serves. Yeah. And I don't like, want to... It is psycho. I don't want to say that that wave you got, that closer at ceremony, was easy by any stretch, mm. mate. If he had a bobbled or fucked up at any point on the on the entry, that the foam ball that's building behind him would have just mm. fucking devoured him yeah. and just raped him on the bottom of that coral lava mm. pinnacle there about 17 times until his colon punctured... <laughs> Yeah. It would have been messy, Vaughn. Yeah, he's a pretty young man. I would have been really enjoyed doing that as well, Smithy. Oh, that reef. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it. it's just fucking a mind, mind-blowing that we've got this lithe, you know, gentle, caring, soft, mm. lovely man with this fucking deep, psychotic mm. animal living inside him. A bit of the Charlie Manson about him. A bit oh, again, Freud would have a field day with the psychoanalysis. Oh, big time! Yeah, it's it's, it's it never ceases to amaze me just how good this guy surfs. He's got everything on lock. He's, he's still punching out the biggest boned airs as well. He's just a legend, mate. Love him. Love it. Love the Nandoid. Did you have a quick squeeze at uh, John Respondex? Put out uh, another kind of coffee table book full of just ando mortal stylish conings. Mm. Yeah, check it out. Yep, the uh, the Respondex series is really, really cool. It's uh, Chipper, Dion, and uh, I think he's got uh, – there's one I've forgotten as well, but, geez, they're, uh, you know, they're basically photo albums of just friends because uh, they've all hung out together since they were tiny little grommets. Every surf is captured. And, uh, yeah, they're nice. Nice picture books. Get on them. Mm. Really nice Chrissy Prezzy Smith. Very, Real nice. Very quickly, Ethan Ewan in Mexico just to – Oh, is I was good. still talking about these cliffs. Christ, how many good ones have there been? Yeah, that was the, as good a surfing as I've seen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think of. I mean, you you touched on it before that point break style, that absolute drive. Oh man, I I really don't know if you can get better surfing than that in terms of just pure read. You know, mm. start to finish, flawless line, and just in absolute synchronicity with those Mexican points. <laughs> It's better than you can imagine. It's better than it's better point break surfing than you can dream up in your wildest dreams. And I think a lot of that credit's got to go to where board design's gone. It's like he's on something that's just so light, uh, but yet high performance it has drive. Like yeah, there's just something that is just preternaturally fast, stylish. Yet he he doesn't look. He looks like he's got all the time in the world. Yeah, I know. It's just a fucking. It's the endless conundrum with ETH. Hewing, isn't it? It's just like you just want him to take that sort of surfing on tour. But where does it fit on tour? At what waves? Like, I mean, fuck. There's, there's not a whole lot of canvases like that. Yeah. And even in Mexico, when he had the canvas, he still got done by Gabby. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I think we spoke about this last step, didn't we? We, we were just like, we're in a, a quandary with uh, ETH, but uh, I still think that is probably my favourite clip of everything I've seen. Over the last little bit, just because it was like poetry. It was like it was like starting to enter that realm that isn't surfing anymore and it starts going to another place, that sort of spiritual echelon that only current inhabits. Mm. You know, starting to get into that little world where you're just going, well, how much fucking better can this cunt surf? 
because I don't know if it's possible. I actually don't fucking know. Board socks number one. Stab Stoinkers. Stab Highway is a wrap. And the Pete Mel biopic has hit the silver screen, Vaughn. Stab Premium's on a roll at the moment. They're pumping out some high-quality content. Mm. Uh, the Stab Highway series, very watchable. Uh, shameless rip-off of the, what is it, the King of the Highway? or King of the Road. King of the Road, yeah. yeah. That skate uh, series. But fuck, whatever. I don't care. Nothing's original anymore. So why not uh, apply it to surfing, put the framework on, and let Harry Bryant, Jaleesa... Chun, like just so many of the, the funniest cunts in Australian surfing let loose in a wall-to-wall lullapalooza of shenanigans. Mm. Smithy, I saw a story that you did on Stab, uh, you know, during the course of uh, the Stab Highway thing. I think it was the, the death of the surf film or the death of the surf clip. Is that yeah. unders or overs or is that... Uh... Yeah, we can discuss it. Right, I wouldn't mind touching on it now just because in cinema... A similar thing was going down where um, the, the sort of quality of films and the, you know, frequency of really good films coming out started to dry up a bit. But in that window, TV started popping off again mm. and everyone started getting into, you know, the streaming sites obviously made it possible for things like, I don't know, Game of Thrones and fucking Succession and all, all these different sort Peaky of... Peaky blinders. All yeah, all, all these like high level cinema quality TV shows. Mm. And I kind of just sense that Stabber uh, on that sort of uh, crest of that wave that's breaking right now in surfing, like the surf film is few and far between. Surf clips are everywhere. But surf TV is starting to become a pretty legit thing, man. Mm. Uh, and Stab Highway on the back of uh, the other serialised Stab content pieces like, you know, the Andy Irons film that or, or series mm, that they did. That and was quality. Uh, Andy mm. and the Radicals. Radicals and... Uh, Look, we're starting to get to a point now, man, where you're just waiting for the next series. You know, it's like mm. we, we're only like a shade away from surfing, creating Seinfeld, it feels like. You know, we'll have a fucking, <laughs> we'll have our own sitcoms, our surfing sitcom, Smithy. You know, walk into a room, Smithy comes in, everyone cheers. <laughs> Bit of a fucking Kramer moment. <laughs> Rips a big yeah. hottie. Hey, 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 oh, hey, hey, fuck, hey. it'd be so good. But no, um, it's true, Vaughn. I mean, as they say, culture is a reaction to what came before, and uh, that kind of sea of vloggy horse shit with thirty-minute exposés of Alana Blanchard's vegan tacos. No, that's right. Griffin yeah. Colapinto's pop tarts, and it's don't you think? some kind of a fucking winery tasting. I don't need to know, Vaughn. No. Well, this is where too Stab, much. Stab are just putting imagination and effort into creating. You know, basically compelling and or, or entertaining, highly entertaining uh, feature ideas, mm. which which is just awesome. And and yeah, we saw two examples of that. Uh, Stab Highway, I thought, is probably the best surf TV I've ever seen. It's kind of in the mould of yeah, uh, King of the Road and, and even Drive Through. It's got a little bit of all of that into it, but unhinged, fearless kind mm. of stuff going on. Yeah, and uh, they were cutting loose. They were fucking egging oh, each other, and there was some skitty mishaps. Yeah, I Benny Howard's it. broken leg, Holly Orn just copping a full blown flogging in a mm. back seat, uh, a back street of Sydney on a fucking soft top strapped to a skateboard. Yeah, that was yeah. huge. And then has a swim in the harbour. I mean, yeah. fuck <laughs> me. That, that, there's a, a, I mean. The, the shark scares in Sydney Harbour are real, man. There was a, a military diver who mm. lost, I think, two limbs mm. to a, to Fat, a bull shark bully, yeah. in the harbour. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty frightening. And 
Not just that, the boat traffic on on uh, Queen's birthday. Forget about oh, that. True. That would have just be you just like meeting a blender. Oh, not to and, mention uh, the Tinnitus one. His ears are still ringing. They'll be ringing from here till eternity. Yes, a crazy show. Huge props to Stab for that one. I wonder what's next on their agenda because uh, that was that was huge. But uh, and then on the the non serialized side of things, the Pete Mel clip. Uh, it, it's really hard to get a really good story, but it's not that hard to have a concept, put it down on a piece of paper and actually think about what you want to make. That's, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that was the gist of my article. Yeah. It was just that you know, storytelling is an art form. It's probably humanity's oldest and most cherished mm. art form. Uh, when you set foot in that world, you, you go on toe-to-toe with the likes of Michel Gondry, John Piljar, yeah. uh, you know, Louis Through, whether you like it or not. And the reason it's whether you like it or not is because you know, I'm watching the Pete Mel biopic just after watching Netflix. So the comparison exists in my brain. And if one product is absolute horseshit, it stands out like dog balls. Yeah, well, the Pete Mel doco is really good. It's a, it's a really good bite. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they didn't overdo it. They didn't go into, like, a, an hour-long presentation. I think it goes for about half an hour. But you get everything you need. And um, uh, you, you, you do want more, actually. Like, you know, that, that Santa Cruz scene was just fucking crazy, man. The surfing going on up there in that early to mid-90s is as good as anything we saw, mm. you know, in the Momentum Generation. Maybe not quite as drivey, but way, uh, maybe even more cutting edge. Because they had Barney, Ratboy, Flea. They had guys who could do, uh, fuck, Bears better than anyone else mm. at the time. Definitely pushing the envelope with progression. And then in their spare time, they're flying over the ledge at Mavericks and sucking on the fucking glass pipe. Absolutely going fucking mad. And um, you get a little sense of it. You don't go too deep in it in the Pete movie. Obviously, you know, fuck, they lost friends. It's a, it's an emotional, hard, gnarly fucking world. Mm. Uh, you know, once – and Pete says it himself. He says uh, – uh, my favourite line in the whole doco was, um, yeah, meth psychosis. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Nah. Not yeah. unless you're on a you're, you're a tight construction worker or a yeah. Filipino maid in a cleaning binge. But yeah, man, fuck, amazing that they they pulled themselves through that. Uh, you know, Flea's in the in the documentary. There's a shot of him and his family. He looks great. Uh, Adam Replogle. There's there's you just forget how much of a big scene that Santa Cruz scene was when those guys were coming mm. through. And R.I.P. You know, Sean Barron, Barney, mm. who was. Uh, a big part of that as well and probably the most imaginative when it came to, you know, busting out what was going to come next. Yeah, they really invented that prototype for the modern free surfer. Skitsy, progressive aerials mm. and just sending it on cones of mortal coniquence or, to be honest, I mean, well, yeah, it's actually crazy that Pete has quite a few barrels at Mavs. I didn't realise that. But, mm. uh, yeah, just the fucking heroics at a wave that kills and maims on the reg. Fuck those guys were wild, oh, mate. You, you check out the surfing in this thing. You, you, Pete Mel is fucking a world class surfer in anyone's language. Like mm. shortboarding, uh, big wave surfing, you name it. He's got fucking full blown sticks, sticks in the game, my friend. Yeah, I remember watching him at like a huge Devil Wind day at J Bay, uh, probably like in that eight foot range. Fucking massive, mm. and just the style, the line is so pure that he draws. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, great surfer and a great bloke and, uh, yeah, a real uh, redemption story there. But basically all culminates in that one moment from uh, earlier this year where he rode probably one of the greatest 
ever paddle in waves, ever surfed. It's uh, fucking monumental. And uh, you can go back and have a listen to our mini-ep interview with Pete. A couple of episodes back if you want to have the man himself, the condor, talk you through the bowels of Mavericks. Righto, finger buns there, brought to you by Board Socks, swelling partner for the finger bun, Smithy. And uh, Board Socks are the toughest canvas surfboard socks on the market, made to stand the test of time and uh, water and wax resistant. Unlike polyester socks that rip easily and end up in landfill, fill or get waterlogged or stink up the car. But uh, that's not the best part, mate. The Board Socks range of charity and artist collaboration series is out. Board Socks have partnered up with iconic Australian artists to donate proceeds to charity organisations. The Bombora, sorry, the Bombora Board Socks by artist Saltwater Dreamtime donates 10% of proceeds to Jurukai Surf, helping connect Indigenous kids with surfing. So that's huge. Uh, the Skeletor model by Jake Ross donates to Surfers for Climate fighting the world's most important issue, climate change. It's both about protecting your board and protecting the broader surf community. And we have a user code, Swellian15, for 15% off all board socks. So get on it, support the brands and the support. Rambling debauchery ain't that swell. On your board socks. UTFS presents... Goat Watch, starring the Goat as the Goat. The Goat, our preeminent 11-time world champion, has gone off the deep end mm. into the convoluted, disorientating world of cryptocurrencies, Vaughn. Oh. Rumour is it that he's uh, even about to release his own. Uh, I'm only... Speculating about the uh, goat the title coin. of it, but yeah, goat coin would goat coin is coming. Get me on the goat coin, little Steve. Goat little. I missed out on all the Bitcoin and crypto, mate. I got to get on the goat coin. There's still time, Vaughn. Uh, I mean, it, it, he's incredible, the goat. I don't know where he finds the time, but if there is a new age fad, he is <laughs> all across it. He's got his fingers. He, there's nothing passes the goat's mana. His energy force field. He just mm. catches. Every stinking does. little detail that's happening in planet uh, planet Earth and the universe at large. Mm. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, slurping on a Dr. V right now, getting those Siberian pine needles into his grill. Fucking mm. <laughs> 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 the goat. Oh, man. Hey, I've, been, uh, I've been texting the goat, doing a bit of back and forth with him because um, I'm, I'm in the process of making uh, my next movie, Smith. Um, it's a Nick Pollitt film. But uh, we really wanted the goat to have a cameo. And uh, so I was sending him a couple of uh, messages and, and uh, he was going, I was going, come on, goat. You, we need you in this thing, man. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. And he finally said, yeah, cool. Okay. And then, mate, radio silence for three months. <laughs> I was just going, come on, bro. I need this audio and all this sort of shit. And he was like, nowhere to be seen. And then finally the deadline hit. And uh, I was just, you know, basically going, goat. I need it, mate. I need you today. If you're doing it, you're doing it. The text thread was so embarrassing. You know, when you're just scrolling through your own messages, going, when was the last time he wrote back? And then finally, about a week after the deadline, I get this text from him saying, is there still time? Ducked off to Barbados for a surf. Oh, well played. Yeah. Left anyway. the goat lair for a couple of soup bowls, cones. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, far out. I guess at this point, with this interesting cryptocurrency, we can only imagine that he's adding a pot of metaphysical gold to his goat lair alongside the bubbling cauldron of plant medicine brew, the hay bale for sustenance of course, Vaughn, and the sacred soiled linen with John John's <laughs> virgin face on it. The shroud. Oh, that the that, sacred shroud. Mm, that sacred shroud. I mean, uh, no lair really. Let's be honest. He's complete without a pot of gold. Mm, that be it metaphysical or not. Mm, I just love the idea of that soiled parchment. That like loosely cut in a frame above the uh, ayahuasca bowl, mm. <sighs> mate. Mm. Mine, mine's mine fizzes at the thought of it. Do you think he's also? You'd have to speculate that he'd also have one you know we know he's into yoga and we know what yoga does for the chakras mm. i'm sure he has one of those posters of the you know geometric uh, leonardo da vinci nude man oh of course yeah only <laughs> made fashioned in the go- goat's likeness of course what is that called that thing it's called the uh the trivium man. i would be surprised if the, if the goat's entire house wasn't covered in da vinci drawings uh, da Vinci art, Da Vinci-isms, mm. and uh, no doubt a big believer in the Da Vinci Code. You know what else is in there? A couple of James Edelson uh, paintings. Yeah, a couple of dot paintings from the Avalonian monks. Th- that's right. Mm. Yeah, he's, uh, but but they're not in there because they're the they're New those NFT. NFT, mm. fucking buy something, burn it, stick it on your phone, mm. show everyone, doesn't exist anymore. Fucking weird. I wonder what Slater's packing in his NFT wallet. Mm. Let me speculate on that. Do you reckon Slater owns a Banksy? Reckon Goat owns a Banksy? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's highly possible. Uh, I hope he owns a Banksy and he didn't buy into Mr. Brain's fucking shenanigans, <laughs> facade. What uh, a great movie. Exit through the gift shop, is that oh, what it is? Oh, man, I oh, mean, what's that? Perceived power creates real power. Believe it, it's mm. very true. Amazing, amazing movie. Banksy. What would he have on his NFT? I know that a part of the the kind of collection of things that you can have in your digital wallet these days, uh, you know, everything from uh, the the Debbie Does Dallas infamous cum shot. Mm. I don't know if the goat's got that in his NFT digital wallet. I, I know oh, that. Oh, you can buy the Tom Carroll snap. You can. I think that's an NFT. What's it called? NFT. NFT. Yeah. Non fungible token. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Imagine owning that, the Tom Carroll snap, a moment in time. Hmm. Hmm. What would you buy? Uh, I would probably buy the, uh, it would be one or two photos, either, either the one where we beat Zetland in the, uh, 1994 grand final, mm. the under eights with myself, the captain holding my trophy aloft while Yelene Gordon, the future NRL player looked on in misery. That's right, buddy. <laughs> Hope you get a like your man. But, uh, yeah, that'd be one, mm. um, uh, one from the Football side of things, and I guess from the surfing side of things, uh, I'd have to. I mean, is it self celebratory? It's not meant to be, is it? Maybe I'm just getting no. all wrapped in my own ego here. Yeah, yeah. You no, know? I don't think it is. I think. Mm, what would I choose? Oh, geez, I would love to own a little piece of Tom Carroll moment memorabilia. Uh, I'd, I'd love this, the uh, the swing under the lip under Derek Ho, the famous uh, 1991 Pipe Masters. Oh, it's immortalised. Some of the bottom turns he did in that pipe event. Oh, just gross. So mm. deep, so powerful, so knifey, smivy. Just a big sheet of fucking Pacific flying off those Rawson 7.6s, 7.8s. Ah! Ugh! 
Ah, God, oh, it makes me vomit. Oh, any of those, mm. any of those, mm. chuck them in my Yeah, well played. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a cone of Mortal Coniquin, so I'll probably have to doff the cap and pick up a couple of NFTs from the, the early era of Cape Salander, a.k.a. ours. We're we'll just mm. looking at a couple shots from there. A classical Kobe knifing with a submerged rock lifting out of the ocean. What a fucking madman. And a, a Richie Vass backdoor we just looked at uh, in an old edition of Surfing mm. World, backdooring the filthiest, meatiest slab. Fuck, they were wild. The, the early days of ours was for sure up there with the wildest surfing that's ever happened. Oh, 100%. 100%. On a borderline. Like, you know, it was kind of an experiment at that point. We didn't really know whether it was surfable. Uh, and the boys, the bra boys, mm. uh, yeah, they throttled it. And well, well played. Good news. We've got, um, as part of our ongoing Greatest Stories Never Told, we've actually got Sean Doherty reading his uh, Origins of Ours story coming up soon. So stay tuned for that one because it is fucking huge. It's so good, Smith. Wow. What an iconic era of surfing it was. Just an incredible crossover of mortal cones and petty criminality. Mm. Yes. Can't get better than that, my friend. Cannot get better. It's, I mean, it's a time on a oh, lineage in surfing. The, did you see the, uh, speaking of that, did you see the preview for Taylor Steele's new program coming out on the ABC here in Australia? What? Yeah. Yeah. How's Taylor siphoning off from the Australian bourgeois corporation? <laughs> Where's Smithy Stippen? Well, you know what ScoMo's like, the fucking yeah. master of spin, mate. He's like, oh, I've got an election coming up. How am I going to get in with the youth? I'll get Taylor Steele. He's cool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He knows a thing or two about kids these days and their ragamuffin surf crafts. It looks pretty good. It's about the, uh, it's, it's called a loosely based on a, a bunch of characters and uh, a, a wide range of, of anecdotal history uh, in, in relation to the start of the uh, surf industry. So oh. basically, uh, you know, heaps of uh, groms in the 70s wanting to uh, surf for the rest of their lives because, you know, the man. The, the war, all that shit mm. was starting to fucking piss everyone off. A couple of like, bum get... holes packed with Bolivian ether wash. Writes itself, doesn't that's it? That's where it's going. Mm. That's where it's actually going, yeah. Like uh, the the contribution that uh, nefarious activities had in building some of the greatest surf brands in the world, Smithy. Oh, and I mean, the, the tradition continues. We only need to go back a couple of episodes to my good friend who did a stint in a Broken Hill prison for a bit of fungus, a bit of mycelium. I mean, the... The Gaian, the Gaian kind of you know, mana, the energy, the, mm. the mycelium force field, it's still paying surfers way around the planet. Don't, don't oh, kid man. yourself, on. And so it should. If we want to engage with earthly delights and be the vendor of said earthly delights and that just yeah. happens to pay our way through Indonesia and the, the South Pacific. Fucking so be it. <laughs> hey, uh, on that though, Smith, um, gee whiz, this uh, History of Pro Surfing book. That is uh, imminent. I think the uh, last chapters are being written as we speak by Sean Doherty and Nick Carroll. Two, uh, basically, what, how many cold gold cone pieces? Oh, they've lost count for them. There's an entire mausoleum filled with them. We're talking about two of the base, you know, the fucking, if they ever carve a Mount Rushmore out of surf journalists' heads, you can bet your life that Nick Carroll and Sean Doherty will take up four of them. (laughs) They'll need at least two of those heads for Nick's head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a fucking big cranium. But what about the back hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe uh, who, who, we'll get to that on, on, on another ep. But, um, yeah, so they've, they've come together. They're writing a book, a history of pro surfing book. And 
Oh, I cannot wait. I actually can't wait. Like, that's going to be a real deep dive into, you know, basically how the WSL came to be what it is now. Mm. And trust me, mate, it didn't look like the shiny organisation that it is today. <laughs> Back in 1976, when the IPS had first kicked into gear and Peter Townend crowned himself the first world champion. <laughs> Hey, guys, have you noticed this? So I know it's the end of the season and everything, but um, I've just tallied up the points and stuff, and I'm first. Ah. Look, look, ah. look, Smitty, look. Yeah. No, I see it. Yeah, uh, uh, any chance we can uh, pull a, a trophy out of this uh, cabinet? Over here? You know? I mean, and he's dealing, he's dealing, he's, you know, competitors on the Pro Tour have all left school at year six, year seven. <laughs> you know, the, the handle of basic arithmetic is dismal at best. It's an easy, uh, oh. it's an easy sell, isn't it? Oh, mate, would have been so good. We might have to get Kelly to go back through those numbers mm. and just because uh, you know what Kelly's like. Mm. Oh, you recall the famous uh, Eddie I Cow event where Tony Ray was about to get crowned as the uh, champion, and uh, Kelly just quickly did the arithmetic and said, uh, "Actually, no, sorry, T Ray, uh, I won." <laughs> Put a PT on him. Oh, we got to check these numbers. Someone oh, that's right. Back. You're an idiot if you don't check the judging sheets. You, know, you don't deserve to win a world title if you're not oh. checking the sheets after your heat. It's so, it's so fucking board riders, isn't it? It's so board it riders, is. man. The birth of professional surfing. Going to the Eddie Icow, right, where everyone's on the beach, they've all come in, fucking everyone's pumped and juiced, and Tony Ray, a guy fucking probably deserves it more than just about anyone. One of the fucking godfathers of toe, took it to the next level with his with RCJ. Got out there at the bay, uh, you know, did enough. And then, uh, yeah, fucking board riders Grom walks up and goes, actually, no, I got ripped off on this score, wasn't counted. Uh, can you re-add this up and, and steals the trophy? Come on, goat. Uh, mate, he's, uh, he's not shy of ruffling feathers, the goat. And that's what I love about him. He's a, he's a truth teller, a truth seeker. Truth speaker. Truth speaker. Uh, a truth surfer. You know, he prefers waves of truth when they're on the offing. And uh, just on the Bitcoin tip, back on the Bitcoin tip, yep. uh, well, uh, I mean, he had a few tips. And one of the tips, one of the hot tips he had was for none other than the South African reptile himself, Elon Musk, uh, who he absolutely trashed and said he was actually bad for crypto. Now, uh, this was all on the back of uh, Tesla, Musk's electric car manufacturer, which uh, it, it purchased, I believe you'll remember, $1.5 billion dollars worth of bitcoin and announced that it would accept purchases in cryptocurrency but then suddenly musk u-turned citing the environmental cost of bitcoin mining and transactions so he all of a sudden he's a, a virtue signaling environmentalist mm. um which kind of is with his tester and whatnot but Let's just hold on for the goat's mm. response. It came on Instagram hinting to his 2.7 million followers that he smelled a rat. So a guy who owns an energy company doesn't understand this stuff before he buys it? Has no problem taking the profits? Does he, does he, does he have an issue with kids mining cobalt in the Democratic Republic of Congo to build batteries? <laughs> Iconic serve. I love it. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, he, it's very Smithy-like. He went on, uh, Musk could probably address and potentially help solve the real energy issues. 68% of the energy produced in the US, for instance, is wasted. Seems like a bigger issue to me, which would save any BTC problem. Uh, what is that? Bitcoin trading or something? Yeah, so uh, I, I just serving up Elon Musk. It's, it's such an interesting dynamic uh, because Musk, we know, is very susceptible to a serve 
from uh, you know the the broader populace. He wants to be the cool guy down with the kids, mm. token on the joints, mm, token on the reef, mm. the reefies. Is that one of those there magic cigarettes? Can I have a little go on that, Mike? Oh shit, my horns, my horns, they're <laughs> popping out, yeah. yeah. So uh, the goat has served it up to Lux and, and you know, it should be unsurprising to see that Mask has done a full about turn. He's coughing up all the ill-gotten fortune and tax he hasn't paid, mm. the filthy grub. Mm. You know what I think this is uh, time for, Vaughn? I think it's time for a turn to an eight that swell, Smithy Gold Co. Peace Award winning classic, Elon on the Moon. South Africa's on fire and Elon's on the moon. A poverty and violence-filled quagmire and Elon's on the moon. Ill-gotten fortunes at his countrymen's expense. This cunt's got more dollars than he's got sense. He'll soar high in the sky. The very human embodiment of a big fat fucking lie. Happy for his people to subsist on humble pie. Whitey with his foot on throats. And Elon's on the moon. A friendly face, woke and toking joints, but still a fascist goon. A world in crushing debt or worse, and Elon's on the moon. A billionaire with perfect hair, saving lives? Nah, why should I care? And Elon's on the moon. 130 kilograms of lard sent skyward on an aeronautical punt. But, uh, hold on. Didn't we already pull off this stunt? Nah, not quite, mate. This time we're sending to space a South African fat cunt. Pigs will fly, and slum-living South Africans will die, and Elon's on the moon. May we pray for the day when we hear him say, Mayday, 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 when Elon's on the moon. Uh, just before we leave that topic, Smithy, uh, Teslas are the new combis in Byron Bay. Mm. Fucking everywhere, mate. Ballsy fucking driving a fucking Tesla. Craig Holly driving a Tesla. Fucking Rod Anderson driving a Tesla. Don Munro's in his Tesla. Rusty Miller walking. Greeno never leaving his home. (laughs) Nothing's changed, mate. Smithy, as we said at the start of the program, this episode is brought to you by Dr. V, which is disrupting the global energy drink category with a healthy alternative made from unique herbs... That's unique, not unique herbs. Very big difference. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, not found uh, really anywhere else in the energy drink market. Certainly these people had to travel to the far reaches of the Siberian wilderness to pick their pine needle berries, etc. Let's not even talk about the extent to which they had to go to smuggle them back into this Australia. I'm still picking the Inuit crust off my... (laughs) My Siberian Shazandra. <laughs> oh, mate. Anyway, unique herbs uh, used by Russians to boost. Russians, if it's a Russian, you know it's good if it's come from Russia. You know it's good. <laughs> it's jacked. Uh, and, yeah, used by the Russians to boost energy, stamina, and immunity. <sighs> Fully in. Fully out. You might not pass a world authority, uh, doping authority test, but uh, you'll be fizzed, Vaughn. Oh, you'll be fizzed. Four different Dr. V... Concoctions exist, and all four drinks contain ingredients that strengthen immunity and are designed to tick different health, productivity, and wellness goals. The range includes maybe the Brainstorm for faster, clearer thinking, the Siberian Rush for pre-workout, Bender Mender for faster recovery, and Karma Karma for the gentle energy lift and 
mood support we all need. Uh, all drinks are free from artificial colours, flavours, preservatives, and synthetic herbs. Mm. There you go, mate. So, uh, yeah, get on those uh, silver bottles. They're a neat-looking thing. Dr. V, proud Swellian supporter. And I might just add Smithy, 100% Australian made, mate. Get up there, Australia. Oh, I would be on your knees. Oh, and go Oh, yeah, about time. It's been too long. It's been way too long. Way like, too long. Uh, as far as what the Hawaiian queen has been up to, holy fuck, she trains the fucking house down. What a mm. maniac. Are you kidding well, me? Well, she's got her for the amount of fucking asshole tearing she does up in there in the, uh, on, on the hill. Jeez, she's been on a tear. Oh, shameless. Does not give a fuck. Talk about truth-telling, truth-seeking. Mm. She just feeds it 24-7 to the reptiles. Uh, Fox News, CNN, Hillary, Smoking Joe, Fat Cunt Trump. She will just mm. tape those knuckles and start pummeling <laughs> some reptilian geriatric head whenever she feels like it. And in order to do that, she's got to train like, you know, we're talking like, she, it's, it's reminiscent of Oki, Rocky, fucking Sasha Stocky. I, I mean, I don't know if he's ever mm. lifted a dumbbell in his life, Sasha Stocker. doesn't look like it, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, she's ripping right in. Yeah, no, uh, I just, uh, I just wonder, man. I mean, look, I haven't been keeping a, a close beat on American politics now that it's not been shoved into my fucking face daily because of uh, you know Trumpisms. Everyone's lost interest now that uh, the old reptile Joe Biden's in there, just doing absolutely nothing except looking like a goose. Uh, but surely, man, surely the American public like fucking are just sick to death of fuckwits. Like, mm. is there any chance? that they can actually get someone half decent in the office? Someone who isn't going to be completely neutered by, uh, I don't know, just the fucking identity politics and fucking separation and divisivism. 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 How wild is it to see a waxhead who is completely politically neutral in a sense? Yeah. She's got no dogma, no ideology. She's like fully tapped in to every single essence of our lifestyle. You know, she's fit, healthy, takes care of the microbiome, meditates. Sure, she's doing a bit of Wim Hof. Mm. She served two tours of Iraq. Fucking just an absolute weapon mm. of a human being. And you look at... It's posted on our Instagram account and just look at who's queuing up to fucking put rockets up our tolls, mate. Yeah. A who's who of call lords. BJ, the prodigy pen. Mm. CJ, Hobgood. Uh, an infinite amount of, you know, I don't know who the fuck they are. Uh, I think the the Korean zombie, like just all these UFC fighters, mm. sports people, the goat. I think the fucking the average count of Instagram followers of her fans is something around like 5 million. Yeah, yeah. We're on the cusp, Vaughn. We are on the cusp of a, an absolute presidential well, route. Mate, we, just, we need a route globally, don't we? Like, the, the, the leaders of the free world are pretty much the biggest bunch of fuckwits we've seen in human history. I mean, well, maybe since the 40s at least. Mm. But, uh, yeah, jeez, it's bad. Fuck, it's bad. Oh, it's tomorrow. It sucks. It fucking kills me, Smithy. We're shaping up all right back here in the, the big, big island. Uh, we've got a camper down, Halzo product, Anthony Albanese, mm. son of a single mother, 
lived in Camperdown. As your boy Smithy did, I feel some kindred energy there. I feel like he's going to fucking tear it and speak some hard truths to the bourgeois, bro. Under or over? Under. Is Harry Bryant the begotten? Uh, is he among the all-time core Lord Cone-fiend degenerate bogans that we've ever produced? Do I dare say, Vaughan, do I dare usher the esteemed title of... Bogoat. Begoten. <laughs> the greatest bogan of all time. And, uh, you know, I've got skin in the game here, Vaughan, because my family actually hails from the Bogan Shire. In fact, my mum grew up sandwiched between... Bogan Street mm. and Bogan Gate Road in the Forbes Shire there. Uh, so, yeah, you know, my, we're talking about, uh, you know, my, my, the, the women in my family have mullets. They wear flannelette. Yeah. They drink Woodstock bourbon. Yeah. They raise pig dogs. Yeah. And they punch the fuck out of any latte sipping metropolitan fuckwit. Oh, mate, yeah. Well, he's a fucking winner. Sunny Coast Bogoat. And, uh, yeah, he's just been on a fucking... He's, he's one of the best surf personalities to come out of Australia in years, isn't he? He's just such a raw dog. I remember seeing him years and years ago in a really early clip. He had the bowl cut back then. Uh, he was repping pretty hardcore bowl, real Warney bowl. I'm talking mm. like early 18, 19-year-old Warney. Mm. Similar sort of build at the time. Something about that thick straw hair. Yeah, just something straws. worn. I think I it's read an a echelon of, of surfing world, actually. Robbo, Jack Robbo. the bird in a grommet issue. Like a double bird in a, a kind of a, a sewage looking left from up there on the sunny coast somewhere during a cyclone swell. Uh, and I saw a video of him kicking a chook carcass into a soccer net. Mm. And I just thought this kid's something special. Yeah, he's going. This kid's going to be something. He's going places. Nah, he's going to be something. If, you, if you're going to cool, kick a chook into a soccer net, you're you're on the you're on your way. Kick the chook with a bowl cut, and then wake up in a, a bed desecrated by mm. mango piss. Unbelievable surf. Cane toad juice. Unbelievable surf. Oh, I mean, character. Uh, he, he's on his own program. He loves going to the desert. He loves the big waves. He's sort of a cross between. I don't know, he's a, he's a bit of a uh, Mikey Wright meets Craig Ando meets... Meets some weird, tripped out, unheard of uh, bodyboarder like Brendan Newton, but on a stick. You know, he's yeah. packing urchin, barnacle-encrusted, yeah. unpaddleable slabs. I can't believe the cojones. It all started for me, the epiphany of what this filthy, young, core Lord Bogan degenerate might mm. be. Uh, I think it was a single clip at a Tasmanian slab that was, I believe, released as part of a, maybe a collaboration with Drag, like maybe the first collaboration yeah. he had with Drag. I, I suss it out. If you can find it, Swellians, get on it, because it is the greatest clinic of fucking death slab paddle surfing uh, I can remember seeing. Yeah, almost ever. Yeah. It's right up there. Yeah, he's just a he's fucking... <sighs> Man, he's got, he's got a great story too. It came from the sunny coast. He, uh, he had a, a major sponsor through his junior career. Missed out on that. Got sponsored by the Mad Hueys for a little while. Was on their team for a year. Then he got signed up by Rusty once uh, Noah Dean had left and they had a bit of spare change. Uh, and then eventually moved on to, I think he's on Vans now, isn't he? So mm. he's up there with... You know, guys who surf and he would have really tapped into. I'm, th- I'm thinking of your, uh, you know, Dane Reynolds, of course, and uh, Nathan Fletcher. Guys who just, you know, go their own way. And, and I think when you've got that sort of big tick from mm. a major sponsor to just, you know, especially Vans, they seem to have those team riders. Mm. Almost is another one. Who's Love to pick people who just Vans. live on. Goodsy. Mm. Like they, they got this kind of surfing authenticity about their whole game. It's mm. like they're, they're not sponsoring people to try and 
get them to fit into their view of the world, they're actually going, well, this person is a fucking dead set freak mm. and uh, we want on. And you just keep doing what you're doing. We'll just give you a little bit of coin to do it. And I think that once he got that, uh, we just saw a whole new side of him. We, a, a really big leap in his performance um, and, and that sort of adventure. The adventure, you know, he, he's fucking driven across the country. He's packing his Forby every, every couple of weeks and just fucking hitting the desert and getting coned off his dial, Smithy. And the air game, mate. The air game. Mm. Pro- proper lofty fucking punter. He knows how to really send it. Some of the biggest straight airs, just some of the biggest frontside punts mm. in the world up there with the great Noz and uh, Nandos fucking DR, yeah, in that echelon of, you know, just he's magnetic at the moment. Yeah. Everything he does, you've got to watch it, including his uh, Palm Dior winning performance in the new drag board co-collab. Have you, you've caught, have you caught this one? I actually haven't caught the new drag Mate, yet. I'll tell you, he's almost single-handedly inventing a genre of high-performance shenanigans that may well become an Olympic sport. Or, uh, you know, given the amount of mangoes the guy sucks back, maybe it's more likely to be a Paralympic sport. But, uh, <laughs> mate, he's an icon right in the pantheon of Australian core lord degenerates up there with Shane Warne, the eighth Joey Johns, uh, Hoy, Tai Tuavasa. It's compulsive viewing, the hottest thing on the internet right now. Single-handedly bringing back double boy, cowboy boot, nipple ring piercings. <laughs> oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him you know, right in the cockpit alongside Elon, just ripping billies and fucking smashing yeah. mangoes, teaching him a bit of respect, yeah. a bit of culture. He's a man who can blend into any scenario but retain every little morsel of himself. Mm. Mm. He's a fucking champion. He's no reptilian shapeshifter, that's for sure. He's the Begoten. And, of course, a a giant over to the Begoten. Huge over. Massive. Mondo over. Adult learners, free-spirited go-getters or heinous, dangerous kooks, Vaughn? This was brought on by a melee I had in my own personal surfing journey at a wave that's dear to our hearts, Vaughn. Mm. Um, it's a quintessential stitch-up, really. Uh, A-frame, beach break, hollow. And I think there is just a certain, uh, you know, there's a certain understanding of the ocean that you need to have in conditions like that. Mm. Namely, solid? Yeah, no, not too solid. Mm. Three to four foot. Okay. Uh, technical, short period, but slabbing. Yeah. Uh, and I think anyone who's surfed a little bit knows that in order to get barreled, on a wave like that, you need to take off behind it. Yeah. And the adult learner has not yet learned this, Vaughn, mm. this, this nuance of the craft. Mm. And so there I was packing what was uh, an otherwise inconsequential cone only to see a uh, bald-headed adult learner cartwheeling through the tube uh, along with did his we, board. Did we really need to add ball to that? Well, I was just trying to identify the man to uh, okay. right. hopefully shame him. Mm. Uh, the board comes ninja staring at me and luckily I had my Bruce Lee, Bruce Iron, front hand up just to whoah, block the board. But uh, ended in a bit of an altercation uh, because, you know, essentially I've already been in intensive care once for mm. a board in the skull. Don't want to be there again. And that was by an adult learner. And uh, my, my theory with adult learners in general is that, you know, power to them. I, I can't begrudge anyone wanting a bit of extra joy and happiness in their yeah. life. And if they're getting it from the ocean, yeah, then, back there. then great. Big time. Yeah. Um, where I draw the line is, I get like a lot of my best friends, you know, I've got a lot of quality friends in the big smoke who, mm. you know, they're fucking, they come from, you know, they're firemen or ambos or emergency nurse workers and, and they're getting, uh, 
you know, in the brine to mm. wash off a day of incredible stress and they're basically keeping together the fabric of society. Yeah. And these are great people. Um, and on the other side of things, like if you don't come from a sporting background, mm. you can kind of make the mistake that and think that surfing is, is you know, doesn't have any of the the etiquette or or rules or nuances that say boxing or football mm. or tennis or golf have. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be like, oh, this is just this free-spirited, creative pursuit. Mm. There's no rules and, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens and we can all just, uh, you know, get along and don't have a cow, man. Mm. But in fact, the more sports you play, you, the more you, you, see to, you begin to see surfing fit into that prism where indeed it does have an incredible amount of unwritten rules that you know, people don't really, aren't going to take the time to explain to you. My point being, you just need to know that there's a whole list of rules and nuances. This is an old convo. Mm. It's a stale convo, yeah. but it needs to be understood by any adult learners that are listening. I mean, yeah. for, as, a, as a parallel, uh, you know, if you go into a boxing gym and you've been in there only a, a couple months or a couple weeks and you've been training, you're not going to jump in and spar a guy who's had 12 amateur fights mm. at South Juniors. That's a mm. recipe for disaster. Mm. Likewise... If you've only been surfing a year or a few months and it's barreling, you probably shouldn't go surfing because you're just not up to it yet. Mm. And you're basically just going to, you know, you're not going to get barreled for one and you're probably going to misunderstand basic rules and uh, basic kind of Mm. oceanic dynamics like the fact that uh, if there's an A-frame, you've got to take off behind it to get barreled. And so you might not see that person. You might spear him in the skull and kill him. The old adage... Uh, if mm. the wave breaks here, don't be there applies one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a bit of a different take on this one, Smithy. I, I don't think I've ever lost it at anyone in the surf. Uh, I'm trying to think ever. But uh, definitely not in anything under five foot. Uh, you know, like, uh, it's just not that important to me uh, if someone fades me on a wave unless you know like fuck the only real place i can think of uh where you, re- where you really fucking can't cop it getting burnt is a place like snapper where you're gonna have to fight 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 wait 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 mm. and then if you get dud dudded or or faded by someone who has clearly no idea what you're doing that's tough because the worst thing is the people who fucking arc up the most about getting dropped in on at Snapper are usually the biggest offenders. Mm. Like they're the guys who will fucking fight you if you get in their way or fade a section or whatever, but they've got no qualms just leaving you in their fucking tail dust. You mm. know what I mean? But generally speaking, mate, on beaches, uh, you know, look, we surf a lot of beaches around here where, where that mixed peak situ can kind of happen and you can find yourself on a, the left side of a right uh, peak and someone, you know, like you just said, like gets in your way or, or takes a wave or doesn't read it or understand that you're going to go right on it or any of that. But I just don't know if I've really been in a position where I've been forced to get shits about it. We're not talking about dropping in. We're talking about copping a board in the face. Yeah, that's different. That's different. But, I mean, even then I would probably be more likely to just go, hey, like, fucking, this is how it works, rather yeah. than snap. Yeah, I don't have that it's not in me. me. I don't have, yeah, I've got I don't snap. have the snap. I've got plenty of it in me, unfortunately, and uh, <laughs> if, uh, yeah. I guess... I, I think mean, I'll just pay out and go, hey, man, like, just, yeah, be aware that this is the how it works. Mm. Um, yeah, d- don't know. But, yeah, snapping, eh, there's definitely a time and a place for it, Smivy. Like, fuck, man, there's definitely ways where, 
you know, if you have no clue and it's really crowded, I think that's probably about as bad as it gets. Like if you're just on a beachy and someone makes a mistake, it's it's a pretty easy thing to remedy. But if you're in really crowded surf and you're fucking putting multiple lives at risk, then yeah, or heads at risk, probably time for a serious word up. Mm-hmm. Well, just even before, I mean, to any adult learners that might be listening, before venturing out into world-class conditions, just reflect on the fact that you're nowhere near that level and you mm. shouldn't be out there. It's like any other sport. You know, like you've got to pay respect to people who've put the time in. That's why people surf shit waves all the time so they can be good when it's pumping. Mm. And if you haven't put that time in, then you haven't earned the right to be out there. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. It's like any other fucking sport under the sun. Uh, we're giving it an over and under. Oh, geez. It's a, I mean, it's a fucking, it's a huge under. If, mm. you, if, you, if you put in other people's... Negligent, dangerous kooks, yeah, under. Under. Of any description, That's whether it be the adult or yeah. adult learning version or, or otherwise. Mm. Under, for sure. Footage emerges of surfers in California stoning to death uh, in some kind of Saudi Arabian uh, kind of doff of the cap. Uh, a hydrofoil that was washed into shore, Vaughan. Mm. Came untethered from... Uh, the surfer's ankle, it would appear, and uh, the local surfers have uh, showed, yeah, plenty of enthusiasm yeah. to just stone it into oblivion. Pretty primal footage, wasn't mm. it? It, had, it did have touches of, uh, you know, the biblical sort of uh, drag them into the town square and just chuck rocks at them until they're a, a bloody, unrecognisable mess. Mm. Yeah. Look, I surfed uh, Wadigos the other afternoon. It was a really mellow surf. It was barely rideable on a shorty. Uh, lots of logs out there. And um, there was a handful of foilers really cutting through the crowd, which mm. I found surprising. I was like, wow, these guys are fucking backing themselves. And um, to be honest, mate, two of them didn't look up to scratch. Didn't look like guys who could get out of the way of a young person who didn't know what they were doing. Put it that way. Like, it was easy enough for me uh, to sort of navigate whether I was going to go left or right of these guys. But to a little kid who's like, you know, out there on a soft top, when you've got something hurling or flying towards you at speed, you don't know which way to go. You know, you remember that when you're a Grom and you don't mm. know whether to paddle inside or outside when someone's on a wave and, and they're kind of, you're in the impact zone. You just, you end up a bit oh. like uh, Jack Robbo fucking spearing Zeke Lau in the final at sunset. Uh, but yeah, I just reckon um, it's a fucking no good scene having foilers cut through populated lineup. Yeah, and, uh, it's loose. If you lose your board and fucking people aren't feeling safe or they're feeling threatened out there, then fucking oath. Yeah. Stone that thing to fucking pieces, mate. I mean, that was always my critique. I just knew that this is where we were going to end up. Uh, I'm not anti-foils by any stretch. I think it uh, looks like a lot of fun. Uh, but the combination of that with a crowded lineup, like you said, is just a fucking abomination. It's oh, the dumbest it's fucking thing I've ever seen. Mm. It's so stupid. And, of course, the cunts doing it have not a sense of fucking, like... Uh, you know, greater sense of purpose or, or care or responsibility for the people around them because surfers don't fucking have that. Mm. This is not in our DNA to give a fuck about anyone else in the ocean apart from Uno. Uh, it's a sad fact of the culture. Mm. It, it, and, it um, can be like that, but I've, I've had a few goes foiling. I, I really, you know, find it terrifying. It's, it's real scary. Uh, as are at um, uh, Earth kiteboarding in Ballina. He's taken me out a few times and, um, man, it's fucking gnarly and... Yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm for it. It can be fun, mm. and uh, but yeah, I just don't agree at all that you should be fucking on a, what is basically a fucking moving knife, uh, surfing between kids on soft tops and, and longboarders who can't really get 
out of the way. They're not nimble enough to sort of like nah. make sharp movements and get out of the way if they're paddling. So, and on top of that, they're impossible. It's fucked up, really. It's fucked up, and they're kind of impossible to read too. They take weird lines and weird parts of the wave. They're riding swell, like you know, had a mm. kind of pretty close call. Uh, at a wave near us, uh, and it just you know, it, it's it's he does he's doing calves on parts of the wave that are unsurfable generally, and yeah. finding power sources where, like, you can't understand where there's power there. So you, you know, obviously, like a surfer's kind of got to stay in the pocket. These guys aren't staying in the pocket; they're the, the, jigging and sorry, jiving. Man, that's the other weird thing, right? Is that they don't need to be cutting through the crowd. Like, fuck the the guys who blow my mind at what he goes are the ones who are fucking a mile out the sea just riding these open ocean swells and they can ride them literally from the very tip of the cape through down to the wreck if they wanted to, mm. if they're good enough. So, yeah, there's just no reason to be uh, cutting through crowds. They ride swell, man. You don't need a breaking wave for those things. So and, uh, yeah. Where to now? Is it, a, is it a matter of uh, we have to take it up with... Senior Sergeant Gary Conehead, get him on the case? Or well, do we I just mean, go he, a bit he, of tribal Saudi Arabian justice? Oh, I think a bit of both. Gary Conehead was obviously uh, hugely effective in uh, uh, eliminating jet skis from fucking Snapper when it's not. No, fucking get rid of the get rid of our uh, foils from from populated areas. That's that's the only that's the only logical solution. And I got no beef with foils either, but you know, reptilian nonetheless. Huge under over for the stoning, under for foils in. Uh... Agreed. Populated lineups, you'd have to say. The rise of the coastal elite, Vaughan. Uh, are we all bourgeois <laughs> now? I uh, was listening to, uh, I've been consuming some news, and basically the gist of it is uh, you know, coastal property has gotten to a point in America and increasingly so in Australia that we're just, we're just fucking all a bunch of minted paupers, a bunch of, uh, that doesn't even make sense, minted paupers, minted, minted fucking reptiles, I don't know. We're just yeah. a bunch of bourgeois, bra sitting in mansions, Ah, pining for the days of yore when surfing was blue collar and uh, coastal real estate was affordable. Oh, man. Look, I don't know. I, you know. And what does it mean for grit, Vaughan? What does it mean for grit? I don't know. Yeah, the, the grit is suffering heavily. I mean, uh, until the wave pools start turning up in places like Penrith, we're really not going to see uh, really hard grit coming out of Australia for a while. Jeez, you're a fucking... You're doing all right if you're living on the coast in this country mm. these days. I mean, far out. Everywhere from the sunny coast... You know, all these bastions of, of former, you know, real financially destitute regions that have turned into million-dollar properties. Mm. Built a couple of times over too, Smivy. I don't know, mate. I really don't have an answer for you. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to get a place at Crescent, not for, too far from the beach, uh, not so long ago. And, um, you know, fuck, maybe I am. Maybe I am part of the problem. Maybe I am a reptile. But I don't know, mate. Fuck, it's – what can you do? It's just a fucking – Everyone wants to live on the coast in this country. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? It's peculiar, isn't it? It's, cha- it's, it's destined to change the absolute fabric of Australian mm. surf culture. You'd have to say it already has of America. I mean, Southern California is all gated communities and, uh, you know, I mean, that's old money. Mm. You know, the West Coast there in, in those kind of surf towns, San Clemente, uh, San Diego, fucking further up, I guess, Ventura. I mean, Ventura's still got a bit of blue-collar-ness to it, doesn't it? I mean, Reynolds kind of... Well, yeah, talks man. about it being a. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just fucking the nature of things. Like if you can, if you live close enough to the beach to walk to the beach, you're mm. fucking styling. Mm. You're styling, and even if you have to get in your car and drive for ten minutes, you're styling. Um, I mean, in this country, we're lucky enough. We're pretty much 
our entire population lives within an hour of the beach, or the majority of it. So, I don't know. Yeah, the actual beach front itself, though, it's gone, mate. Mm. It's fucking gone. Yes, indeed, Vaughn Aid. I guess you'd have to say a uh, pretty significant under to the rise of the coastal elite. Mm. Yeah, of which I am one. Mm. Apologies. Mm. I can only dream of one day owning coastal real estate. Uh, it's been an elusive dream for the the Bogan Shire's finest, but uh, one day we'll get there. South Oz, mate. That's the ticket. That's a host. Reptile war. Reptiles. Down there at Whaler's Way in South Osborne, a bunch of reptilian eggheads want to use Whaler's Way, which is near Port Lincoln, to shoot a bunch of fucking giant rockets into the sky. Now... Oh, uh, good one. Yeah. Good one. I, I, I did some digging. I read about 10 articles, and I swear to God, I could not find out what the fuck for. I don't know why. I mean, uh, like, yeah, I get it. Jobs and growth, sure. Uh, I get it. Same old horse shit there. But, uh, I mean, still haven't been listening to our man Rutger mm-hmm. on your Rutger. But uh, why are we shooting shit into the sky? Like, like, I understand why, in one sense, like, my cousins out Forbes do it every Friday after a dozen mangoes. But uh, you don't have to build a fucking industrial launch pad in pristine wilderness. Just bust out the 22 and start popping cowboy. It's plenty of fun, but it can be done on the DIY Fuck, tip. Do it can with be done a can cheap. of fucking coke and a couple of Mentos, mate. Have you ever done that? Fucking, there's a rocket for you. You don't need to build a fucking platform in pristine wilderness what is it about these bourgeois wankers Vaughn that they have to take what is a common low cost thrill i.e. shooting exploding shit into the sky and turn it into some billion dollar fucking wank fest I mean unless you're going to strap that fat cunt Elon to the nose of it I'm not interested Mm. yeah I don't get it Uh, and it's just uh, yet another example Smithy of fucking human beings finding ways to shit on the environment for no good reason at all and just overcomplicating shit. Like, just to, you know, for the sake of jobs and growth. Like, capitalism has run out of ways to, uh, to generate money. So we're now just, like, having to fucking fabricate mm. reason and purpose that nobody believes yeah. in. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a bunch of high-vis Mike Nolan slaving away on this industrial launch pad knowing full well it's just a bourgeois wank fest yeah. Yeah. going home and just shooting a bunch of street signs out there 22 on the way over yeah, Grills, Vaughn. about your fucking our boy Rutger. I mean, one of his big, big fucking, uh, you know, epiphanies in the uh, research of the, the couple of the books that he's done there, Utopia for Realists, Humankind, uh, you put people to work on meaningless jobs and you will have a spike of depression. Mm. Uh, it's fucking just, it's, it's absolute in the studies. It's in the science. Like, we live in a time where we have to create absolutely useless jobs that create no benefit to humankind whatsoever. Because Other the, than making money. That, we're slaves to numbers and digital Decimal points, and it's just a that's our that's our it, god in the it, sky. You touched on it just then, Smithy. Like, if you're a fucking builder and you're building something that contributes nothing to the betterment of humanity, or like not even a fucking roof over someone's head, just to launch a fucking rocket, you're gonna be lying in bed at night wondering what the fuck you're doing. Mm. Doesn't matter how many greenbacks you got, everyone knows the amount of money you got doesn't make you happy. So, like, meaningless work. Shitting on the environment. These are all things that contribute to a disconnection to what really matters. And fucking, what happens when you get depressed, mate? Like, the fucking, everyone knows. Like, you fucking, your life spirals out of control. You uh, fucking treat yourself and others like shit. 
you end up becoming a fucking person who throws fucking KFC out the window when they drive around the fucking corner of a fucking national mm. park dirt road. Well said. It's not fucking happening. Uh, tell you what also happens when you engage in pointless late stage capitalist endeavor. This shit blows up in your fucking face. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, uh, uh, the uh, anticipated rock. This is from the ABC. An anticipated rocket launch on South Australia's Air Peninsula has again been delayed after the rocket caught fire. Vaughan. Oh, <laughs> how sad! Oh god. I mean, uh, the fire was sparked during the ignition phase of the liftoff attempt just after 4 p.m. at Whalers Way, south of Port Lincoln. The failed launch prompted a call to the country fire service, resulting in about 10 firefighters attending. Vaughan, there's some employment for the locals, Vaughan. Putting out bushfires from your fucking stupid oh, rocket yeah, launch. Everyone's fucking, no one's tired of doing that yet. Fuck. Nobody. And get this, Vaughan. The rocket was made where else but Taiwan. Diddy mow, motherfuckers. Get on the drums and get us our fucking shit rocket. Jesus, mate. You wouldn't think Taiwan ought to be uh, sending rockets away at the moment. Nah. Not with what's uh, panning out over there. Well, they're keeping all the good ones for themselves. Mm. Anyway. uh, And uh, just on top of that, just to... Complete reptilian watch. The Shell uh, Petroleum Company in the trans sky there. The South African uh, rural wilderness surfing hotbed. Uh, uh, You've been there? I have. Yeah, Yeah. I've been out to the uh, the desert on the southwest coast of uh, South Africa and... Oh, sorry. No, that's a different zone. I've, I've driven through the trans sky. It's absolutely fucking mesmerizing zone. Like, and it's it's for for how populated South Africa is. Like, that zone is is quite sparse. I mean, there's massive pockets of of different people all around that zone. How good's it going to be to see the, some the oil waves? Are fucking pristine mm. and beautiful. Uh, and in fact, surfing there is a little scary because, like, fuck, you you really feel that. You know, you can feel that that southern ocean there, that fucking Indian Ocean, just really simmering with energy when you when you're uh, there. Yeah, mate, fucking disgraceful, disgraceful. How many more fucking? How many more oil wells do we need in this fucking world? Infinite, endless. As mm. long as we stay on a a path of perpetual growth, then we'll just keep. Sucking the crude out of the earth like a big fat reptilian mm. overlord with a straw going into the earth's crust. And finally, in Reptile Watch, surf walls at Narrabeen, Vaughan, your old stopping ground. Oh, uh, just when you thought Southie couldn't get worse. There you go, eh? Uh, fuck, it was a challenging wave when it didn't have fucking backwash. Now we've got a fucking eight foot cement monstrosity that is just going to basically reform the worst. Re- oh, well, look. It's probably going to usurp Curl Curl as the wobbliest wave in the world. Mm. But what that will do, I mean, the sand flow up and down the beach from Narrabeen to Southie and back, mate, it's it's in real danger here. Like uh, how this is going to affect the movement of that sand, how it's going to affect, like, you know, the way that it forms. It's fucking a bit terrifying. And, I, you know, Southie, uh, it had a surfing population of about four when uh, Ozzy and I were growing up there. Uh, and now I think we're in trouble. We're all part of the one gang there and um, just a bit nervous about how it's all going to play out. But it, it's it's the needs of a few versus the fucking, you know, wishes of many. Well, a mean, typical fucking story with anything mm, like this. You, you're protecting a few multi-billion dollar properties along the front. Uh, or, or sorry, multi-million dollar properties along the front of the beach there. A couple of like big unit blocks and stuff like that also in jeopardy but mostly you're talking about people who are worried about their houses falling into the sea fair enough we all would 
We shouldn't have built Fuck, it. Mate. Fucking on the dunes, you dummies. I mean, it, it, it kind of uh, puts a bit of a, a different spin on the rise of the coastal elite because Vaughan, I mean, potentially we're going to have a whole slew of cheap rental properties uh, which could well pave the way for a return to, you know, mouldy-lunged, bong-smoking uh, smackheads occupying prime coastal real estate at Narrabeen. Mm. And we all know what happened after that. And a period of unparalleled surfing greatness, Simon Anderson, Terry Fitz. Yep. And all the rest of them. Well, Duma. Yeah, we'll have the leaning tower of Marquises, fucking 45 degree angle, and a couple of bong heads living in the penthouse suite. Because <laughs> the rich cunts would have fled up the fucking. up the hill, mate. How's their steez? They, uh, you know, build their mansions on the beachfront, uh, contribute uh, an unknowable amount to climate change, and then fucking bail up to the hills while uh, yeah. the rest of us get drowned in their fucking jacuzzi. Sounds fairly. Yeah, yes, fucking just uh, live on the plateau and watch the rats drown, as mm. fucking usual, mate. Like being in the penthouse where to the Titanic, while all the workers went down with the ship. Mm. You fucking dog. Hope you get the lot, you dog. Hey. Dog. Oh, sorry. Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 You gotta be kidding me. 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 Oh, you gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me. You kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking 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 kidding me? You're not fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?